0: The disjointed echoes of undeath The deathly screams of a thousand ghosts lost deep within the machine We are the screech of mechanical mayhem 665.66 UHMR Chemrat Radio Coming to you live tonight from Joe's Sump Shack
1: That's right, Gabo, And a new loot hunt has sparked in the lower thermal districts into the sump With rumors saying last week's shakedown by the Shadowbreakers turned up zilch whatever artifact the inquisition is after must be worth major creds as every ganger sump hunter and cultist worth their water is strapped up and on
0: the hunt Loot, loop i am your ever-burning beacon of truth the rebel with too much plasma your host goblin king joined tonight by my co-hosts the power hammered mauler of mayhem marky what it is O's. just as chilly as he is mean the polar bear of the frost hollow chuckerfly Hey, what's up? Just remember, uh,
2: wash those uh, balloons a couple times. Balloons? Did I miss,
0: one? Did I miss and, something? We'll tell you when you're older. I, I, I tell okay. you when you're older. I mean,
2: like you should know what this is. You're the one, like, like cutting, cutting up the lines all the time for us after we get them.
1: Oh, oh yeah, oh, son the of old a... prison wallet. I got gotcha. you.
0: And the reliable hot shot with the crack shot, our dead eyed laser brain, Kev
3: yeah you know there's there is multiple kinds of balloons, like Marky said, there is prison wallet, but there's also balloons for sucking on, and you should definitely make sure that you don't mix those
1: two up, taking hits of prometheum just to get that high. There's an enslaver joke
0: here, but I'm not sure. There's the balloon that sucks on you, too.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And there's the balloon that sucks
0: on you. Dude, I played uh, Gladius,
1: and I fucking hate enslavers, dude. Oh, Jesus. They're the worst. They're the fucking worst. I didn't even know what they were until I played Gladius, and I was like, man... Fucking slavers, dude. What the fuck, fuck are these, these things?
3: things. <laughs> they, they fucking come out of the fog of wars, to do your units, and then fucking yeah, run dude. away with them. Like, <laughs> what like what you the
1: little fuck? bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
3: they build up a little private army and they come fuck you when it's least convenient. Yeah, it took me 30 <laughs> minutes to
1: make that fucking unit, and you're going to go take it? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole.
0: I know this is like a 16-year-old reference, but um, in Soviet Underhive, balloon sucks you. <laughs> <laughs> in <It> Enslavers, Underhive. <laughs> Welcome to Under the Hive of Madness, episode 101, The Horus Heresy Schism of Mars. With this episode, we are officially covering things out of order, as the Civil War known as the Schism of Mars began right around the same time as the Istvan III atrocity. However, at the time, it seemed to be a Mars-on-Mars conflict, not something that had a wider impact or hinted at Horus's coming betrayal. It was only with the clarity of hindsight and historical record that a lot of the connections that we're going to talk about today have been made. The schism of Mars lasted from 006 to 014.M31. While not all of that was the Civil War itself, it's safe to assume that most of what we're covering probably happened between 006 and 008 or 009 of M31. So the first three to four years of that eight-year conflict. The Istvan III atrocity was also in 006 and lasted into 007. And that's because there was a lot of fighting that happened on Istavan 3 after everything. There was a lot of mop-up and clean-up and after-actions. Istavan 5 Drop Site Massacre happened in the later half of 006. And Calf, as we discussed in our last episode, happened around 007 or 008. So all of this stuff, all of these events are happening kind of at the same time. There's years in separation, but you have to keep in mind that the timeline is always going to be a mess, mostly because of one, how history is in real life. And then you have to toss in the fact that we're dealing with relativistic speeds, time dilation, and faster than light travel. Even as stuff is happening in Istvan at the same time as stuff is happening on Mars, the people in the know don't necessarily have any portion to say or or not not any portion any reason to say these things are connected there's no reason for the imperium and the emperor to freak out about the schism of mars because it just seems to be a civil war and it'll sort itself
3: out it's just mechanicus business
0: there's no reason to think that the oh the mechanicum is turning on us and they're going to join the horus heresy as a last note before we get into this the meat of this episode we're covering it in brief. If you want to get a much deeper picture, I highly recommend book nine of the Horus Heresy that is titled Mechanicum. And it is one of my favorites. It's great. I love yeah, it. It's a good book. It even covers uh, knights. Yeah. It talks a lot about knights and titans. It, it talks a lot about not space Marines in the Horus Heresy. In
3: fact, I don't think space Marines show up until like the last
0: Pages, yeah, they show up kind of towards the end, and then like some of the and actions, <laughs> and some of the actions that like we'll talk Weird, about. you say the... that,
2: they're wearing yellow armor when they show up, so I don't know why you would consider them assholes. Uh, I mean, and they... some
0: of that stuff kind of doesn't necessarily, yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, if
1: uh, the Horus Heresy books and all their uh cluster fuckness of timelines work, everything else is just. It's all this overlapping timeline stuff, plus the Horus Heresy books and how they released and all over the place. It doesn't make it easy to follow.
0: Yeah. So the first five books of the Horus Heresy, um, what is it? Horus Falling? Horus Rising. Horus. Yeah. Horus Rising through like Flight of the Eisenstein or whatever, whatever the fifth book is. Um I think, uh, let me actually give me one second. Let me pull up the list. Yeah, dude. Cause
1: there's, I, I looked at like a, a timeline, like, uh, it's nuts or whatever it's it is. Nuts. It's like yeah. a flow chart. It's and, not. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what in the, sh-? cause I was like, oh, maybe I'll give horse heresy a try. You know? It's because too much. I, yeah. I, so
0: Horace... I tried
3: and I looked at that chart and I was like, this is daunting. Yeah. So the, o-
0: the only ones that are chronological are Horus Rising, False Gods, Galaxy and Flames, Flight of the Eisenstein, Fulgrim, and Descent of Angels. Those are the first six books. After that, the order that they are in and whether or not they are chronologically linked completely goes out the window. For instance, Mechanicum, which is the ninth book, technically happens at the same time as Galaxy and Flames does because it's happening on Mars as to where Galaxy and Flames is happening on Istamon. There's like sixty something books, isn't there? Uh there's sixty eight. I think sixty eight books as of like a like a month ago. That's that's so crazy, but it's like it's it's a bunch of different
1: authors, right? I really, it's not yeah. the same.
2: Yeah, I really yeah. wish I wouldn't have stopped reading that; I could have
0: just kept going.
3: If you kept, so yeah, I, that would have been good for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would have been. I have been re-listening to the, I what, yeah, I have been re-reading them. I've been re-listening to them on Audible. I'm on Galaxy and Flames right now, but I keep taking a break. Um, I'm I consume a lot of the Warhammer. Old World, Warhammer, Age of Sigmar horror stuff too. I really like the Warhammer horror stuff. It's really good. Very, very good writers. Um, And I also have Wraithbone Phoenix that I'm listening to. Or that I, yeah, that's the one that I'm currently listening to. Which is um, an Ogren and a Ratling. Which is really interesting Warhammer 40k story. Because it's a very different Warhammer 40k story. That is a very different Warhammer story there, there's kind of it's got like kind of an indiana jonesy vibe to it it's interesting hmm. so yeah the the Horus heresy books can be to get back on track the horace heresy books can be an interesting read they're good they're definitely worth it but there's a lot of stuff that's kind of not in chronological order and that's because they're bouncing back and forth they're covering things that are happening at the same time and all sorts of stuff like that there's that that chart, I think, Marky, you just brought it up. That chart that explains the order, that the the machete order, so to speak, the order of when they <laughs> happen, and it just gets to a point where you're like, that's a lot of lines on a piece of paper.
3: It just looks like a spider web at a certain point, like a family tree,
0: dude. I think you know how like there's that uh,
1: line of books that you're supposed to read, uh, like as you're going through school. Like there, well, there's like
0: like the recommended reading read- list. Yeah, like
1: of, <laughs> of my yeah reading list. Thank you. Uh, like of mice and men shit like that. Ender's game. uh, All of those. Yeah. I never read any of those. I really, yeah. I literally just like cheated off my friends. That
0: explains a lot.
1: And my girlfriend,
0: (laughs) if I were to recommend anything off of those lists from memory, you should read Frankenstein and you should read Ender's game and you should read, watch the movie. And if you, you want read, dude.
3: Frankenstein, I have it sitting on my bookshelf. It's literally like only 130
1: pages or something. It's dude, super I, short. I couldn't even finish, what was it, 15 hours or whatever? The the 40k orc one. What? Yeah. What? I got I think I got a quarter of the way through and I was like, I can't. barky is this. the
0: reason at the end of the episodes I say read a motherfucking book. I'm just <laughs> yeah,
1: it is so bad. Yeah, dude, just I don't like it sounds like real life. Is. I don't know if I have like ADD or some shit like that. Like, you
2: just gotta let yourself go,
1: man, and visualize everything you're reading. I can so like I think I have a problem reading and then understanding what I just read because I always have to Bro. go back and like So you're telling me you compreh- never read comprehension. Re- you've you, never read The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings. No, fuck no, I've never read any of that shit. I, I'm I no, not so. shit. Sorry, I don't mean to yeah. say it like that. Wow. Never, no. Everybody I, knows like now. That. Mother Jesus not fucking like Christ. That i'm sorry chuck i didn't mean it like that no i I i'm out i just don't read dude (laughs) Uh, like my my reading comprehension is so bad because like i'll be reading and i think i just get on a like a i don't know i go i go into autopilot and like i'll be reading and all of a sudden like 10 minutes later i'll be like in another part of the book uh in a in a different setting and i'm like what the fuck just Uh, happened
3: Yeah, that's your that's add i get that every now and then i have to like focus myself
1: sometimes. okay maybe it is but like i'll be they'll like they'll go from one planet and then all of a sudden they're on another planet and i'm like when the fuck did that transition happen
2: if it makes you feel any better marky now when i read a book sometimes depending on the time night, i actually fall asleep so
1: that's i mean that's that's always nice
2: i used to read to fall
3: asleep yeah i would read until I got tired. Not me. Yeah, nah, I started reading a any.
1: book. I'm in it. Yeah. One The one thing about well, me that's is I don't have is Sometimes problems. it would
3: backfire and it would be like three in the morning. And I'd be like, mm, I need to put this down. <laughs> I didn't say it worked. I said that I used
0: to do it. Yeah. There was, um, when I started reading the wizard's first rule by Terry Goodkind and like all of those books are like eight to 900 pages long. They're huge. They're like books. I would, like where wake up in the middle of the night or like not, I'd have a trouble going to sleep or whatever. We'd be on like family vacation or whatever. And I would go into the bathroom and I would close the door and turn on the light. And I would sit like in the bathtub and read the book. And oh, I would wow. literally like, you know, like we're supposed to like go do something in the morning as a family. And I would like, I close the book and i would be like, man, that was really interesting. Before I start on the third part of the book, I should mm-hmm. go to sleep. And I'd look under the door and I could see that the sun was rising. and It'd be like, fuck
3: oh yeah i <laughs> like I, I was at a house times. party that multiple ended up multiple times that ended up as as a smoke sesh in the garage and then we all of a sudden noticed like we're like what's what's this what what is this and we realized it was the sun in the smoke
1: <laughs> we we're
3: nice. like oh oh we fucked up
0: <laughs> i never did it with marijuana i only did it with books <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh
3: it, there was allegedly more than that
0: <laughs> allegedly,
3: allegedly, I admittedly,
1: yeah. so, so some really, up, I, I, I can't fucking read. Book. Oh, okay, we got it. We got gotcha. you. We got to get, Mark. But, how,
2: but how come you're good with rules?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I'm good at some things and horrible at other
0: things. Because it's technical. It's very yeah. focused and technical.
1: I'm really like, for my work, really good at at the programs I use, but when it comes to like, hey. Remember that thing that you, you know, designed two and a half weeks ago? And I'm just like, no, fuck no. No. Nope. What do you mean?
0: <laughs> or when I used to be out there and i texted text him, he'd be like, hey, remember how we're meeting for lunch? And he'd be like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like we talked about it 20 minutes ago. No, I know. Like I have like
1: goldfish memory when it comes to some things and Sam and like some
3: things I'll,
0: I'll, like, I'll remember.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know what it is dude. that's
0: why you just have to attach certain things. when you work with marky you have to attach certain things like i knew that if i mentioned wings he knew what was going on and he knew what time to be there pretty much <laughs> he likes wings wings are very tech no i'm kidding <laughs> i'm just fucking with you dude. What, what, what is it what is it called uh, you, you, you never when... you never fucked up and missed a lunch i'm just giving you shit no,
1: no. <laughs> i'm a, a creature of habit i guess you yeah. would say yeah. i that's think good. most guys are yeah.
0: Yep. And it's simple. Yeah.
1: I don't have to think about what's going on. Yeah. Our
3: our <laughs> ultimate desire is it's like a cow. Like all we really want to do is chew grass all day. <laughs>
1: Pretty much. Man,
3: yeah, that sounds really
1: that
0: sounds really peaceful, Kevin.
3: <laughs> right. Like it's really all we want to do is sit in wherever we can get access to food and just and just sit and eat.
1: Among other or, things. Or oh, yeah, among other cugs. things. You or got lurches. Like, the female uh, cow next to you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but like gosh. for the
3: most part, you just want to be like content and just chilling and eating your food.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got you got the the cow gaming system also next to the the female cow. That's true. very simple
0: creature. That's true. The gaming system has to be there. <laughs> Even before the opening stages of his planned insurrection had begun, Horus knew that he had to secure the support of the Mechanicum and their superior technology and weapons if he was to defeat the Emperor and conquer the galaxy. He won the loyalty of many of the Mechanicum's tech priests by promising them the lost secrets of the ancient Standard Template Construct. This was tech that he and his legion, the Sons of Horus, had recently recovered from the worlds of the subjugated Artarian Technocracy. The Artarian Technocracy was a technologically advanced and peaceful, independent human civilization scattered across several star systems, but centered on their capital world of Arus. The Technocracy had been founded during the isolation of the Age of Strife and reached its height in the early 31st millennium. Their technology was the equivalent to that of the Imperium of Man at the time of the Great Crusade, and in some respects was even more advanced as the Artyrians had access to several SDC databases that were not in the Imperium's hands. The Artyrian technocracy was conquered on the order of the War Master in the final days of the Great Crusade. He basically knew already that he needed this bargaining chip if he was to unleash his rebellion against the Emperor of Mankind. So he already knew when they were came they, up against these guys. Were,
2: were they the ones where the Anathium was that
0: No. That was, the, that was the, that was the interex. That the interex happened before Horus fell, so yeah, he already knew that he was going against the Emperor of Mankind, and he basically used his expeditionary fleet to contact the Arturians and then specifically get those STCs so he could use them as bargaining chips.
1: So these are the bad guys on Mars, the Arturians? Ar- no, this, no, the, the Arturians were a, a
0: completely different yeah. group of people third-party humans no no nothing to do with mars what the fuck were they had
3: stcs from the dark age
0: yeah so what what planet are they on artarian that their home world is Aris, and their civilization was called the aturian technocracy and horus needed to go after them because they had a bunch of stcs and he knew that he needed the stcs to bargain to get the Mechanicum on his Uh, side see this is why i don't read dude <laughs> uh, or, or listen. No. It's, it, it's, like it's it's like Swiss.
1: It's sw- all the well, big was, words. Uh, it's all the big I'm kind of read. I read Trust the notes me. as I go along, so like I half listen and half read. Gotcha. But you. it's like Swiss cheese. Maybe I just need to focus on one thing. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But no, it's yeah. I'm horrible. I'm sorry.
0: That's uh, I'm sorry, listeners. I'm, I'm a piece of shit so yeah the, the the arterians had a bunch of stcs the or orterians i'm not even sure if i'm pronouncing it right but they had a bunch of stcs and they and horace essentially knew that if he was going to get anybody on mars onto his side he had to have bargaining chips and these were the bargaining chips that he knew he needed so it, it's kind of like um you know you're pulling the heist to get the things that you need for your actual plan to happen like you know like a I don't know, whatever a james bond movie or, or, or something like that where they've got to do the job before they do the job sort of thing yeah this yeah, is the like job getting, he had well, to do before yeah, it
1: hacking to get the blueprints or you know stealing the fancy like cyberpunk where you steal that fancy like little drone dog thing that yeah. like goes invisible you know so that way you can do the the heist
0: Yeah, yeah, you've got to get the thing so you can do the thing. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) However, eventually war would come to Mars. The climate on Mars had already turned to Munchilus in the days just before Horus openly declared his rebellion against the Emperor. Things were tense between the various Mechanica Magi who governed Mars, with outbreaks of espionage and violence being committed against the various Forge cities that represented the primary sociopolitical units or groups of Mars itself. There were even unconfirmed suspicions that various Titan legions of the Collegia Titanica, the most potent military force available to the Mechanicum, had already secretly chosen sides in the coming conflict. So essentially, people in the Titan legions kind of saw the writing on the wall and had already made choices based on who they thought was going to win. A large faction of the Martian Mechanicum, led by the Fabricator General Calbor Hall, Had come to believe that the emperor was a false idol and not the true Omnissiah promised by the Machine God. More importantly, Kalbar Hall harbored great resentment against the emperor for his conversion of Mars into little more than a weapons factory to supply the forces of the Great Crusade, and his ban on certain types of technological research, particularly artificial intelligence. So Kalbar Hall didn't like any of the rules that the emperor had set for him, or any of the things the emperor had asked for him to do. At the onset of the Horus heresy, War Master Horus sent Regulus, a Mechanicum representative who had already thrown in his lot with the War Master, to Mars to secure the tentative support of Calbor Hall. Regulus convinced the Fabricator General of the War Master's resolve to support increased autonomy for the Mechanicum against the autocratic rule of the Emperor. And as a reminder to everybody, Calbor Hall had already been named as part of the council of terra by the emperor along with Malkador to serve as part of the civilian administration administrative government so Calbor Hall already had a bunch of power and already kind of had a way to guide and even at this point resented what the emperor had given him and was very easily swayed to Horus's side and there's a very big reason why that we're going to talk about here in just a second
1: i've heard that the uh
0: mars could essentially
1: how do i put this fuck up the emperor if they didn't side with him
0: yeah but probably not at this point at this point the 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 cat the fuse is already lit the cat's already out of the bag whatever you want to say the emperor has expanded past soul the primary system and has enough planets that are directly subordinate to him that the that a conflict at this point between Mars and Terra would have become a civil war. It would have become like a deadlocked civil war, essentially.
1: Okay, so it's not like uh, he he needed Mars because of obviously you know the Titans and and their technology, but and it, it would be like a huge handicap if he didn't have them. Uh, he probably would have lost it in the long run, right? Without Mars backing, there
0: was a point in early Imperial history where if he had didn't have Mars's support, he would have failed. Yeah. However, at this point, Mars and Terra have reached like a homeostasis stamp. They both need each other They're as symbiotic. Yeah, yeah, they okay. need each other to survive at this point. If either one of, if either pillar of that fails, there's going to be major problems. Mm. So. Yeah. Any political moves against the Emperor had to kind of be done in these like espionage subterfuge style ways. And one of those is if you can get all the Titan Legions on your side, then obviously you can use that force to eliminate enough Space Marines to make the Emperor back down or to threaten to eliminate enough Space Marines to make the Emperor back down.
3: Yeah, just the having of Titans is enough to
0: capitulate some cases. But there's enough Titans... That side would have sided with the emperor. That you know that Calbor Hall did not have. He didn't you, have a it winning wasn't unanimous. hand. No, yeah, he still had to play poker,
3: <laughs> and part of his winning hand was using chaos nonsense.
0: The
1: vaults of Morovic must never be opened. You will swear this oath to me, Calbor Hall, or the union between Terra and Mars will be no more.
0: Emperor of mankind. To show his appreciation of the fabricator general's support and of the advantages of siding with the traitors, Horus provided access codes to Kalbor Hall that allowed the tech priest to open a repository of forbidden knowledge known as the Vaults of Moravec. The emperor had ordered the vaults sealed two Terran centuries earlier, as they contained innumerable artifacts of technology that had been fashioned or corrupted by the malign powers of chaos. With their dark bargain struck, the Fabricator General accepted Horace's proposal and joined forces with the War Master, assisting the traders with all of the technology of mankind at his disposal. So basically, as soon as these, this deal was made, the Fabricator General gave Horus the power of titans and knight households, at least the ones that were sworn to the Fabricator General. The tunnels beneath Olympus Mons had long served as a burial place for the adepts of the Omnisaya. Here laid a treasure of ancient knowledge, personal logs of past researchers, old dust-covered tomes of knowledge, and entire caverns harboring the technologies developed in distant times long forgotten. Many now reduced to heaps of rust and metal through long centuries of neglect. But hidden in the deepest and most distant corner of this maze were the vaults of Moravec created specifically to capture and contain the research and data obtained by the ill-reputed techno-savant Moravec himself. Moravec had been a genius, way ahead of the technology of his time, and intimately believed that technology would eventually surpass human intellect. He also believed that by technological means he would be able to create this singularity, the fusion of machine and man that would surpass both, beliefs which essentially mirrored the Mechanicum's creed That one day, this fusion between man and machine, known as the Omnissiah, would be revealed to them. And because of this, Moravec was considered an important prophet of the Mechanicum. However, he was not content to wait for the coming of the Omnissiah, as he had heralded it, but tried to make it happen. Gathering like-minded tech adepts in what was officially branded as a sect known as the Brotherhood of the Singularitism to pursue this work. This was... One of the groups that we talked about when we talked about the Unification Wars, the Brotherhood of the Singular Terrorism was a war band or war group on Terra that had been defeated before the Unification Wars started. So Moravec at one point lived on Terra. He did the majority of his work on Terra, by the way. Singular singular Terrorism is a fucked up word.
2: (laughs) Was he... (laughs) Was it was it the group Maldacor led or uh
0: the emperor that defeated him? No, those were called the those were called the sigilites
2: yeah but which wh- but who pushed them off terra was it the emperor as a whole during the unification with maldacor
0: no. or maldacor before mar Maravec was defeated by um Nathaniel Doom before the Unification Wars started. Copy. And there's a reason that Moravec's tomb and Moravec's vault is on Mars. Moravec had made unholy packs with beings far more ancient than mankind, mingling his race's science with the raw elemental force of Ether to create technologies far in advance of anything that could be seen or produced on Terra. With the influence of perhaps the gods of chaos, or at the very least one of the more powerful Neverborn, Morovac created technological wonders. The machines free of the shackles of physics and human understanding of the universe, warp powered devices that did the impossible, and truly devastating weapon systems that made the atomic devices of the past pale in comparison. This power naturally bred suspicion and hatred among the more secular warlords that ruled Terra. era. The warlord Khazar, one of these warlords, united the Pan-Pacific tribes and stormed Moravec's citadel, branding him as a witch, but ultimately failed to kill him. Managing to escape, Moravec fled to Mars, where his story ends up finishing. Upon his death, all his work and knowledge were then interned, presumably with him in the vaults, which carried his name. All this happened before the Unification Wars. In fact, even Khazar himself was killed by Narithan Doom, who had been one of the Emperor's major hurdles during the conquest of mankind's homeworld. So Moravac would have been two conquerors before the Emperor, essentially, to answer your question, Chuck. Khazar defeated Moravac, and then Khazar was defeated by Narth and Doom. Narth and Doom took over the Pan-Pacific tribes, and then the Emperor fought against Narth and Doom. Gotcha. Uh, that's, pretty, that's a lot of history. Yeah. This is all Age of Strife stuff. The vaults remained locked for the next thousand years, even when the Emperor trod the soil of Mars and visited the maze of tunnels in the company of Calbor Hall, so this would be 200 years before the schism of Mars, he wouldn't dare open the massive doors which secured the vaults. Rightly suspecting the ambition of Calbor Hall, the Emperor psychically wiped the fabricator's cartographic memory buffers. This meant that Kalbor Hall would indeed know that this hidden knowledge existed, but he would never be able to find it on his own again. Then, 200 years later, the War Master's emissary Regulus led Kalbor Hall back to the vaults and provided the means to open it. Having given himself over to Chaos, the corrupted tech priest mastered a corrupted version of the Mechanicum's sacred Lingua Technis. With chaos infused scrap code infecting any nearby system and succeeded in opening the inviolable doors of the Vault of Moravec. Becoming infected himself and having willfully entered the alliance with Horus, the Fabricator General was then infused with the scrap code and gave himself over wholly to the power of chaos. With this new scrap code embedded in his memory buffers, Calbor Hall would construct an army of mechanical abominations perverted in body and in mind by the baleful influence of the warp. This was the true birth of what is known as the Dark Mechanicus as it still exists today. Regulus had the codes that were needed to open the outer door and then the scrap code needed to essentially break all of the other safeguards. Because if I remember correctly, and Kevin, you might have to back me up on this. There are, there were several. Like there was the door itself, but then there were like four or five different systems they had to pass to actually get into the vault, right? Or the vaults, right?
3: So yes, uh, there's multiple layers in that vault, but also it's hard to remember exactly because there's. Uh, it's often it's easy to confuse the vault of Morovek with the vault of the White Dragon. Yeah, Which also yeah. had, like, a shit ton of layers of defenses.
0: Which didn't actually get all the way opened.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it,
0: it did, it, did it. it
3: didn't. No. <laughs> it, it, well, okay. She got all the way in, and she learned the secret of the vault. But well, the that, secret but of the vault never left.
0: <laughs> that's not Cowboy Hall. That's uh, Right, exactly. That's the uh, other girl. That's the, the other girl, girl that became
3: yeah. this, the new
0: keeper of secrets, or whatever right. it was. Right, the, the gal who became essentially the, the replacement fabricator general. Mm-hmm.
1: So I got a bone to pick with the Mechanicus right now.
0: Uh-oh. They have normal names we can pronounce? That's so upsetting. <laughs> so they're
1: all about, like, uh, I don't want to say the flesh is weak, because I feel like that's uh, that's they a are. chaos. They, they, they say that specifically? Yep. Yeah, okay. that, I thought that was like an is, Iron yeah. Warriors thing. That's a
0: Mechanican thing. No,
3: Iron Warriors is iron within, iron without.
0: Yeah. And the iron hands kind of also have a the flesh is weak thing, but it's it's a little bit more practical with them. It's a little less religious. It's a little more practical.
2: Oh, my hand's blown up. I'll replace it with a robot arm. Yeah.
0: Rather than I don't like my hand, I'll replace it with a robot
1: arm. (laughs) I'll slowly replace it with a robot arm. Yeah. So my bone to pick with them is they say the flesh is weak, yet stuff like this happens where... Some scrap code gets in them and all of a sudden they're a bad guy, right? So wouldn't that technically make them just as weak? I mean, unless they're talking about physically like, oh, yeah, you slap an arm and you feel the pain. But if you slap like a metal arm, you're not feeling anything. And it's, if it's that surface level, is it really worth it?
0: It's a little bit more about the feeble the feebality. I don't know what you'd say the the feebleness feebleness is probably the word. It's more about the feebleness of the human mind and the fact that we're not necessarily creatures of longevity. And the mechanicum values longevity. Memory, longevity, and yeah, and, and mental fortitude more than else. Because you have to else. remember that the mechanicum's religious aspect came
3: about from worshiping of their life support systems during yeah. the the dark ages.
1: So, so, so is like, very they worship this level.
3: It is. It's literally like I worship the machine because if I don't, I'm dead. Yeah. So uh, the machine, the machine that lasts longest is best,
0: you know? And when they say the flesh is weak, they literally mean like my lungs are not efficient enough. I'm going to replace them.
3: Like if my I brain, go outside, I'll die. But a robot yeah. will not.
0: <laughs> my brain, okay. my brain needs more storage capacity. I'm going to add a hard drive to it. Like that's what they mean. On top of that, in a lot of cases when this like chaos, corruption, and giving themselves over to chaos happens, we look at it because of the way that the setting is written as that being the ultimate betrayal of what it means to be human. They're not seeing that. They're seeing in that moment the it's gaining the, access to new knowledge. Yeah, new knowledge.
1: Getting chromed up. So because like
0: it's the corruption, you know, that the Yeah, it's getting chromed up. The reason that chaos is insidious, the reason that chaos is is the bad guy in the background all the time is because it whispers all these promises. And then it grants you a ridiculous amount of power. And it's it's just, there's a cost. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Cause like, I I think like, uh, like in cyberpunk that we like kind of mentioned earlier a, as a human, I guess you're weak to a certain extent, but you're also weak as a cybernetic organism also in the sense of, you can, you can get, get hacked. hacked your your right. you know, little hard drive gets blown up because some guy can type in fucking you know copy paste a code and blow your head off but i guess in a sense like yeah metal is just as weak as flesh to a certain yeah. extent too right it's not if not, a different if not kind more of... also right, you, yeah
3: you have to remember that uh the level like the technology that they're dealing with and because of the way it's presented to us there isn't necessarily a whole lot of wireless communication going
1: on mm, yeah not not as cyberpunk-y it's, in it's that not sense. as
0: cyberpunky where like the setting and the core of all wifi of this was shit sci-fi was <laughs> written before wi-fi really existed so th- this uh, definitely deals with that wi-fi paradox however this is why
1: they have like wires and shit that come out of their ass and they plug into like a, a yeah. central like system deal, right? kind of deal right kind of kind of it well, also but, makes but there makes is sense wifi. for security
0: well, yeah, we'll get we'll get to the fact that there is Wi-Fi in a couple of minutes that the new yeah, system the new sphere. W- is just coming out around the time that all this shit is happening. The new sphere is just becoming a thing.
3: Now, yeah. and, volcano and, and, lady
0: invented it. No,
3: volcano lady didn't invent it. Volcano lady's friend invented it.
0: What we think of as Wi-Fi probably existed because no, we're because you're, you're talking about. You're essentially talking about a planet that has a worldwide connected intranet. The entire planet is, has an intra, not an inter, an intranet. So it's all one big networked system. The entire planet is one big network system. Sort of. And within that, it was within that it, it, it each it, forge it, was its own Everybody, network. yeah, everybody has their own firewalls and they send data, yeah, yeah, but right. Kevin is correct. But like within that system, they probably had Wi what what we think of as Wi Fi and what we think of as cell phone connection and what we think of a but they didn't have whatever forty thousand years in the future Wi Fi is yet. Like if that does that make any sense? Yeah. Like they've got art. They they've have better than our stuff. technology, but they don't have whatever. Whatever the jump in our world was from everything was cable to everything was Wi-Fi, that hasn't happened in their level yet. Yeah. That ratchet up hasn't it, happened for them. Not yet.
1: only that, but I think it's it's kind of the use of it as well. Like they're not using it for YouTube, right? They're using it for communication and storage and
0: data yeah. and like yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one yeah. YouTube is essentially a form of community. Yeah, but they're not that. The, we don't know anything about what 40K's social media might look like, essentially. Right, right. Yeah. If it's even a thing. I right.
2: guarantee yeah. you it is, and you don't want to look up what the guardsmen watch. <laughs> so and
0: <laughs> there has so, been demonet And to specifically <laughs> and to specifically get to something with scrap code scrap code could be shared within a within a wireless radius around somebody who is broadcasting it so, so in in
3: titanicus as well as mechanicus they talk about uh when they go to the perspective of the titan commanders and the night uh the night pilots scrap code is literally like ecm chaff yeah They're like just it's static.
0: electronic yeah it's it, electronic it, countermeasures
3: it's, yeah, it it will blind sensors. It will do all kinds of things. But the thing is, is it's also a self replicating computer virus. So it'll get into sensors, and then because your sensor detected it, it's now logged in your data log and replicating and turning into a virus. Mm. So there there's like there are multiple layer firewalls that they had to like mess with. Like they had to like invent and program on the fly to be like, okay, I have received scrap code they delete their first firewall and turn on their second firewall to purge that from their system but they'd have to shut down sensors so that they wouldn't pick up more of it so like that's why there isn't wi-fi everywhere because you'd just be slightly swiping computer viruses. viruses from yeah. chaos
0: well it's like it's like nowadays you know everybody everybody's on wi-fi <laughs> do you, to you a trust certain- this network <laughs> yeah. Everybody's on Wi-Fi to a certain respect, but we all have our own DMZs. We all have our own firewalls. We all kind of have our own. I mean, they they're not super sophisticated. They're they're air gapped or yeah or 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 out of box systems. But there's an out of box DMZ, there's an out of box firewall that exists that you don't have to set up. And then if you want to, you can invest in a real firewall, you can invest in a real DMZ, you can invest in a real VPN. You can do all of these things that make your security better. And and that's the same thing that the Mechanicum is doing to a certain level. The difference is, or the thing that's happening here is that like Cal Harbor, Cal. Wow. Calbor Hall. <laughs> I don't know why I switched all of those syllables with one another, but Calbor Hall basically is offered this thing, knows that this thing has a computer virus in it and that this computer virus will allow him to do to break the system in front of him but he's also very aware that in order to use it he has to allow it to infect him he has to bond with it so he chooses to lower his firewall chooses to allow the scrap code in to change him and then willingly joins with chaos like there is a will. Mm. He makes all of these choices to do it. it. This is not like. And that's
3: the reason it's permanent,
0: right? This it, is not. It grabs yeah. him by the soul and it fuses with him.
1: So it's almost yeah. like accepting like a a gift of chaos, essentially. Yeah, that's what that it works. Yes. gain power or gain yeah, it's, something.
0: Yeah. it's not. It's not his personal cogitator getting a Trojan. It's yeah. him. It's his soul. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's literally
3: a, yeah. taking the gifts of chaos into his soul via a scrap code
0: kind of as kevin said the way that scrap code is described in a lot of ways if you want to break it down to like nowadays terms it's a trojan horse worm yeah yeah it's a really bad trojan horse worm but one of the things that scrap code can do we talked about this with the battle of Calf, is that you can you can transmit scrap code or you can have a bunch of people randomly chant names in a sequenced order on a vox channel and eventually they'll combine enough times that you'll get the octet scrap code and then your new sphere falls, which is what they did in calf. Exactly.
1: Like, Oh man, another guardsman just logged yeah. into pink horror hub again and got horror. all that scrap code. <sighs> but it said it was free.
3: <laughs> they
1: said, signing up. Was- this is
3: oftentimes uh, the scrap code interference is referred to a lot by mostly the like Titans and stuff. But uh, it's one of the reasons all the Vox traffic is so bad. Mm. and. Everything like that because it's a, it fucks with all the radio transmissions. Yeah. It fucks with the video feeds. It's why the commanders can never communicate effectively. It's, yeah, it's, it's almost like
1: a like a chaos version or a chaos mechanicum version of uh, the shadow and the warp in a sense. Yeah, yes, yeah,
0: yeah. And what it comes down to, and this is something that Dan Abnet specifically has been kind of like working into the Warhammer 40k universe, is that there is this secret ancient language known as Annuncia. And if you can yeah. speak any part of Annuncia, you can like, like anuncia is like the, the fabric language. <laughs> yeah. It's the fabric u- language of the universe. Isn't so it the you shit use... that like
1: blows your head up, if you speak it, yes, if you speak but, it wrong, but oh. if you speak it right, <laughs> if
0: you know how to speak it, you You're can essentially like a God, right? Yeah. You can create a planet by, yeah, exactly. It, it's, That's crazy. It's
3: beyond warp power. It's yeah. It's literally the power to like recode the universe. Yeah. Mm. And,
0: and the octet and scrap code are essentially tapping into a lower level of Annuncia.
3: Yeah. It's about as close as you can get.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like the, the concept in non 40 K terms of like, if you know the true name of something, mm. which is a very prevalent fantasy thing, which is because it's right. a very prevalent religious thing if you know the true name of something you can control it it's that same kind of idea that's why that's why nobody speaks
2: latin anymore because all the demons just start
0: showing up no it's because no one can speak latin (laughs) because it's a weird language (laughs) (laughs) dude can you imagine if that was true just like back in the day like in ancient greece just fucking demons were everywhere because the the language was latin
1: why the fuck do i I keep saying toilet and this fucking nurgling keeps coming up out of my just
0: eating my asshole what the hell is going on have you ever seen that meme where the dude was like I didn't mean to summon lemons because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's written in <laughs> cursive and you're like oh demon got it
1: <laughs> yeah I just watched uh, again uh, you guys remember the hundred yeah yes uh, just I just finished it again and like their made up language is like a mix of like Latin and made up words kind of thing
0: the, um, the guy that uh wrote it I've watched a couple of like talks that he's done because he does a bunch of conlangs, like uh, in constructed languages. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same dude that wrote D- Dothraki because Dothraki, oh, really? Dothraki. Oh, that's Dothraki, cool. Yeah, Dothraki didn't exist. Dothraki was like like George R. R. Martin didn't write Dothraki. He just said these guys speak Dothraki. This is what they're saying. Yeah. Um. So they they hired the same dude who wrote uh, what's it called Tree. Yeah no in the 100 it's called like tree something
3: oh the the tree people
0: speak yeah well they, yeah. they all they grounders all have speak, different but gra- yeah. there's grounders speak there's tree speak there's sky um, people. sky people speak is our english is yeah regular but English. Yeah. But all and the different tribes speak like different. mountain
1: people speak sea yeah. people speak yeah. well, and the then mountain there's one tribe spoke
0: english as well um and then there's one because they're in a bunker but yeah the guy that wrote that language they he also wrote dothraki um, he, he's a really cool, I can't remember his name. He's a really cool guy. He's, d- he's done a couple of talks and like interviews and stuff. You can, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Oh, um, I yeah. meant the ice people, not mountain people. Sorry. The, yeah. The, yeah. I, feel, I it,
1: assume they're from the mountains. If they're in ice, um, <laughs> the
0: language that they use in the 100, the tree, the specifically tree speak, the tree people. Yeah. It's a very, very, very slang English. Like if you go yeah. back
3: Oh, yeah. I watched yeah. it with subtitles it's, and yeah, I you, totally if, picked up on that. Yeah,
0: it's just slang. it's super, super lazy slang English. If you go back and watch it, it's neat. It's cool. But yeah, you're right. Um, I think one crew or whatever they end up doing mixes yeah. in Latin. and Yeah, one crew. I forgot they came up with the one crew language.
1: Uh, what is it? Try. Try. You know what? I really try. Get a slang is what they call it. That's what the, you know, three crew.
0: Oh yeah, Tree Crew. That's what they're called. I keep calling them Tree People, Tree Crew. (laughs) I was going to say, I was like, like, this doesn't sound
1: anything like Latin when they're talking about like, yeah. When they were talking about how they, or when they actually spoke in the language, I was like, it sounds nothing like Latin. But when they explained it,
0: I can't remember at what point it was. I think it was like in the second season they were they were going from one place to another, and they were talking about the place they were going to, and they, I, we didn't have subtitles on at the time or like we had the subtitles on as far as like what they were saying was being, but we didn't have like the subtitles turned on. So you could see their language written out too. We just saw right. like, oh, right. what they were saying, but they were walking by a sign that said like that, you, that yeah. I knew said like Washington state or Washington Olympia national forest yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew what the sign said because I have seen the sign in real life and I know how freeway signs are. Yep. And they said like, Waha hub and I was like oh they're literally just it's the letters that are missing from the sign and that's how they built that part of the language and like then I started then I started to kind of hear the slang when they were talking I was like oh I see the letters they dropped anyway
3: I really um, like belter speak as far as uh,
0: languages drop code belter from uh... Code seems like it got <laughs> into my headset. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As we talk about conlings. Conlings are interesting. We should do uh we'll we'll do a creative writing episode on constructed languages at some yeah. point. That'd be fun. Because there are some in 40k. There are definitely con I mean Anuncia being a great example of one. Don't they have uh
1: something like uh below low gothic or something like that that they have?
0: Yeah, there's um Underhive has its own kind of dialect. Um, well, there's there's gutter speak, which is spoken by the that's the, the people um, that live. Well, yeah, gutter speak is spoken in the hive. What's the one that's spoken when you like live deep enough inside of a navy ship? Um, was it boiler speak? Do They call it that, possibly, or void speak? Because there's levels of like the especially yeah, the older ship. navy ships. There yeah. are like levels of the ships that like. The people that live there don't know they live on a ship, and the people that run the ship don't know that people live down there. <laughs> like- yeah. Like there's
3: <laughs> there's supposedly there's ships that are so big that there's just like forgotten unused you, storage you, areas with like little villages you that know, just kind that of like, reminds like me of, exist. Uh,
1: the one dude in the oil tanker in Waterworld. Yeah, exactly. Yep. No, but that's <laughs> that's
3: exactly you're right. You're right. No, you nailed it right on the fucking head. Yeah. There are people like that in 40k. Not every ship is like that.
0: Because some of the ships are just so fucking big that there's like no way like, that you would and know that they're them are just cranny. cargo ships
3: where it's literally just massive to be massive. You know? Automated loading and unloading. Conservators, like these people would li- are literally just down there to fix leaky pipes. And yeah. everybody forgot they were down there and just assumed the pipes never <laughs> my, leak.
1: My grandpappy fixed this pipe. Yep. I'm, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. Too. No, 100%.
3: But- Chuck's and right, like,
1: we should we should get back on Scrap Code. Oh, wait, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I've almost finished what I'm, my cigar. The bowels of
0: Navy ships should also be their own episode. Like, the 40K <laughs> shit is crazy. Like, 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 if you ever read the description, and, and th- this, this will actually come up later on in the episode, if you ever read the description of some of the, like, fucking ancient, like, Age of Strife and, like, Great Crusade and Horace Heresy-level ships they talk about how like the hallways are constructed out of stone inside of a fucking ship. And then it's made out of stone. (laughs) Yep.
3: Which always seems really weird, but I mean,
0: so to get back to the vaults of Morvec with this repository reopened all manner of forbidden arcane knowledge and weaponry, which had been tainted by the corrupting influence of chaos stored within was released. Soon, the corruption spread throughout the forges and temples across the Red Planet as scrap code. Basically, this is a chaos-contaminated arcane computer virus, as we just talked about. It infested the Laje stacks and cogitator archives of the Mechanicum. So, as soon as the temples of Morvec were opened, there was even worse scrap code or other parts of scrap code that were inside of it. And as soon as the vaults opened, as soon as all those cogitators started connecting to the general network of the rest of Mars... This code, this Trojan horse worm, just started spreading itself to any network it could get access to. Right. Every email, every memo, every translation—like a every planet
1: size yeah. STD.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Slowly spreading out from this center, just like
1: east infection of the planet.
0: <laughs> what did they make Perm- it beer now? Permanent. <laughs> this caused chaos to emerge into any cogitator system that was networked to one of its infected counterparts. Because of this, scrap code infestation, communication across the world and off-planet was severely disrupted and essential industries began to collapse. General confusion followed, which the fabricator general and his allies used to marshal their forces, intent on making sure the whole of Mars would fall firmly under their rule. Can I just say that this is
1: IT's fault? But yeah, they're always fucking shit <laughs> this up. This is
0: IT's fault. Yeah, they're always fucking shit up. Well, and this is we've too busy about... playing Halo.
1: Yeah, you got all these servitors <sighs> trying to do their job, and here comes fucking IT. Hey, you need an update? I'm gonna it's, fuck all your work up and update your shit. It's actually pretty accurate because he basically did I just, just force
0: just updated break Ryan? Mars. <laughs> Yeah, so you probably know
2: exactly what thing I'm talking about from all those years ago. It's when
0: you said it's when you said they're just playing fucking Halo. So I took over one of the sign shops. This is a tangent. One of the sign (laughs) shops that that I started running back in the day when I took over literally every fucking computer in the entire sign shop. It's a sign shop, so you've got a computer to run the printer. You got a computer to run the cutting machine. You have a couple of graphic design computers. You have a uh, you know, the manager has got a computer. And then, of course, there's like a front desk computer. So there were like six or seven computers in here. Every single fucking one of them had Counter Strike on it. Yeah. And these were like, and the people that were normally using these computers were not people that would play Counter Strike. So I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And I found out it was the IT guy and his friends would come in on the weekends or when they were supposed to be fixing things like this like everybody at the sign shop would be out (laughs) on an install or doing a job or doing active sales and the fucking it guys from the real estate office were in the sign shop playing counter-strike all day (laughs) So that's why you broke me because I was like that literally happened to me. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry right. guys,
1: the uh the office, all the computers hey, need update. Hey, the, we need everybody to go home.
0: I'm just telling you right now, the AGP and the FLT9 are not talking to the DS36, so we're gonna have to have you guys leave until probably tomorrow. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> no, don't don't worry it's just an id10t error
3: and it's, then we'll get it all worked out tomorrow yeah. and then
0: of course they put a guy who's kind of techie in charge of running the sign shop and the guy gave me one of these things like one of these excuses right off the bat and i'm like you're full of shit and i uninstalled counter strike on all the computers like you're not touching <laughs> our system anymore i'm sorry i'm not allowing you to run a bunch of pirated fucking Got software em. so you can waste time anyway um did they even try to hide it i just gotta ask did they... uh, I mean, kind of, but like being like a computer on the desktop, guy, right? I completely knew. I was like, there's can't. like, yeah, I found it really quickly. <laughs> so like, why is there a, pho- a homework
1: folder in my work computer? I
0: know. It's like the guy renaming the entire directory, directory prawn. Oh, like, come on, dude. I know what's in there. You switch two fucking letters. Okay. Uh, Okay. So to get back onto all of this stuff. When we talk about the scrap code infestation going out and it hitting these like major industrial systems that begin to collapse, this is that thing that we've talked about in past episodes where sometimes you take over a planet by dropping a bunch of space marines onto it, but other times you take on a planet or you take out a planet by like carpet bombing its water processing center. Because as soon as the civilians don't have basic utilities like power and water, they riot and the planet falls to you. <laughs>
3: They're on nobody's team.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's what's happening on Mars. The people who are on nobody's team now don't have water and power. And what this allows is the fabricator general, Kabar Hall, the bad guy, for all intents and purpose, in big air quotes, the bad guy in big air quotes in this case, immediately starts. I guess he is the bad guy. He's it's the definitely good guy, the
3: bad guy.
0: It's the good guy you have to put in air quotes in forty k. The bad guys are always the bad guys. It's the good guys that are. Yeah, we know who's the bad guy because they're they are the bad guy, the better than bad guys. They're eating, they're eating babies. They're the bad guy. Um, so,
3: <laughs> right? basically if you're this... responsible for the death of children, <laughs> you're probably on the wrong side.
1: <laughs> the good guys are turning them into servitors, or what do you call them? Uh... The servitors little, yeah no no no. the little flying no, baby cherubs cherubs cherubs.
0: cherubs the technically the good
2: guys turn them into sisters uh, vat grown? and
0: commissars they're they're vat-grown dogs basically cherubs are really weird like we have to have a conversation about cherubs. Yeah. too many tangents in this tangent sorry okay. i know <laughs> that's fine that's fine so the scrap code is going out and it's like taking out the water processing plant it's taking out the electrical plant it's making the arbides Uh, like the the signals that go to the Arbides so the Arbides can respond to a domestic dispute. It's stopping that. And basically, the fabricator general goes, oh, my people, I have the solution, martial law. And the people are like, oh, God, please help. And then he has an excuse to bring his Scatari forward, but it's an excuse. He really wanted to move his army forward, and now he has a reason to, because the scrap code he released is causing the problem preemptively he
3: knew who was on his team therefore the missile knows where it is because it knows where it isn't so he knew who was on the emperor's team also because they didn't declare allegiance to him and he didn't tell them this was all gonna happen right so they're all like oh god what the fuck's happening why isn't the fabricator general responding to our requests for help And then in the meantime, he's for he's basically forward deploying his fucking army outside their forges. And then they're all like they one by one look out the window, go, oh, uh, I, I get it now.
0: However, this did prove a little more difficult than he had anticipated as several regions of Mars remained relatively unaffected by the scrap code. Insulated against the assault by the early adoption of a new, far more secure digital information network technology called the New Sphere. So the New Sphere is just starting to go up as this stuff is happening. So forges that have and an essential services that are connected to the New Sphere aren't being affected. Among these regions were the forges of Coralie Zeth, Volcano okay, Lady, Impolivin <laughs> Maximal, and Fabricator Locum Zagrius Kane maximal is on... the one who
3: invented the new sphere yeah um the, the How first do you... one
0: Ip- ipluvian ipluvian maximal i just
3: i used his last name i just kind of skipped over the that one to yeah. be completely honest oh, what's funny is like every oh,
0: other let's, name let's here do is fine let's... it's it's got to be ipluvian ipluvian maximal ibuprofen ibuprofen <laughs> ibuprofen some, max
3: <laughs> ibuprofen <laughs>
2: maximum sometimes
3: uh, like I just have to do that with certain characters I just have to yeah, make up some dumb name, name and, dude sounds keep, like a fucking part of it right <laughs> Well, so,
0: so here's the funny thing like most of the Martian names have things that you can trace back to so Coriol death has something that you can trace back to in Greek mythology Zagoras Cain has things that you can trace back to in Christianity and Greek mythology maximal mm. Has I, I'm sure Ibluvian does too, but I don't know what Ibluvian goes to. Like, I know who right. Zagreus is, and I know who Corio oh, okay. is.
1: Maximus, Decidus, Meridius.
0: Well, Z- Zagreus is Zeus's, not Zeus's, is Hades' kid. If you've played the video game Hades, you have been Zagreus. That's the you, character you play. Watch so the movie so Gladiator. I'm, wonder, I'm wondering <laughs> if Ibluvian yeah. is. Ibluvian must be something. Greek. It it, it, mi- it be. might
3: be, um, but what I'm wondering is if it, are there any silent letters or? Anything?
0: I'm calling it. I'm calling it pluvian,
3: because <laughs> it could just be pluvian. Maybe the I it is could silent. Be
0: pluvian. It could be pluvian. That like it.
3: It's just. It's a weird pluvian one, maximum. and because it's a book.
0: Yeah. It's be, like when brain. you were trying
3: to read all the um <sighs> the Brittonian all, the, all ones the f- that that all it the took French... us half an episode to figure out that they're all French. And I was like, "Wait, I'm dumb. How did I not figure that out sooner? They're all French." <laughs>
0: well, if if we were doing an episode on Brittany, I would have gotten it. We were doing an right. episode on the Ultramarines that in my mind should be Roman. <laughs> anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what it
3: was. <laughs> but so same thing here. So we're not really yeah. sure what it should be. We're kind of guessing on that. But yeah, it Pluvian works. Uh, but yeah, he invented the new sphere. Yeah. He shared it because it was still a prototype. Because there is everybody else is operating on Mars net, whatever version 1.0 net, net, web
0: web one web3 <laughs> web 3.0
3: and and he's like, "Hey guys, I got this great fucking thing." And so because their forges were operating on his system, the scrap code couldn't get in because the scrap code was all ancient, it was like mostly old imperial well pre-imperial stuff. So anything Mars was currently running was still based off that same system. So essentially, they had a completely different OS.
0: Mars' original OS was created by Markicus Yep, He's like, you guys' Internet Explorer
1: is old. I got this new thing called Edge.
0: (laughs) And try it out. I know, I know that this shouldn't be as funny as it is, but in my head, I just saw a Microsoft, uh, a Microsoft Explorer update popping up on cogitators on Mars <laughs> and going, "Hey, did you guys know that we're updating to Edge? <laughs> no, no, I'm a man. Med- Prepare for the Windows 11 update. So <laughs> it's fucking the year thirty-one thousand.
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more like. Oh, the scrap code started, but like before, it fully shut everything down. Fucking Clippy showing up! Oh god! (laughs) But it's like a chaos corrupted. It's Clippy. Clippy. It's It's chaos corrupted. Clippy.
0: (laughs) Do you need assistance? So So Coriol Zeth, Ipluvian Maximal, and Zagarus Kane. All ended up being in a good position to become the leaders of the tech priests who chose to remain loyal to the emperor and resisted being drawn into Kalbar Hall's so-called Dark Mechanicum. So those three formed the core of the loyalist forces. And And to be very clear, the majority of Mars was not loyal to the emperor. It, it very, very quickly in this schism, it was not 50-50. It was like 70-30. Or or it may be closer to 6040, but it was definitely unbalanced in the Dark Mechanicums, which is why the Dark Mechanicum is which is why the schism of Mars lasted for as long as it did, because without Imperial support, the resistance on Mars couldn't basically was trapped in the cities that they could manage to hold. And that was part
3: of that is the Space Marines fault.
0: Yeah, we'll
1: we'll get to that. That's the that's the Chuck. Employee yep. coming in and he's just yep. like, just fucking turn it on and or turn it off and turn it on again. Well, I don't, Have you that's tried the problem? His hey, you it on off? again? Yeah, did, but did the you, imperial did did method it?
3: of turning it back off or off is bombing from orbit, and, the, and the turning the only it back way to, on again doesn't work.
1: It's the <laughs> only way to be sure. <laughs> did you try kicking it? Exterminatus this is bullshit. <laughs> you just you just rebuild it better. That's what you
2: do.
0: So the opening shots of the Martian Civil War were fired when the Kaban machine of Hoban Lucas machine,
1: yeah.
0: machine, yeah, of Lucas Crom destroyed a plasma reactor complex belonging to the Loyalist adept Ipluvian Maximal. Still requiring some pretense to unleash a war against the Loyalist, Kalbar Hall and his allies attempted to provoke those unwilling to join them. Working through sabotage, assassination, and outright aggression, to eliminate those who are unwilling to join in their cause. As an example, the Dark Mechanicum aligned Legio Mortis attempted to goad the Legio Tempestus into opening fire first by entering the Tempestus territory and refusing to answer any hails. Basically, we ended up with two Titan Legions playing chicken with one another over what ended up being a pretty minor border dispute. And this is is why the conflict on mars wasn't viewed by anybody in the imperium as being a bigger issue because calbor hall didn't just go fuck y'all we're going to war calbor hall was like how can i make he me 40 seem chested. yeah how can i make it seem like i'm not the aggressor yeah how can i make it seem like i am taking legal actions in
3: this and also at this point the night houses you know the night and titan legion still function fairly futilely So if every now and then they got into a little scuff about which patch of dirt this particular house owned, like that was just Mechanicus business as usual. So one Titan Legion going to stomp on another Titan Legion's dirt viewed from the Imperial perspective is, oh, they're doing it again.
0: Yeah. And, And it's because a lot of the Titan houses, a lot of the Collegia, Titanica, a lot of the Legios and all of that were Essentially bound to a forge world, and forge worlds changed hands fairly regularly. Again, in this very feudal way, Um, and we'll get we'll get into it deeper when we cover the Collegia Titanica and the Knight households in earnest. But it's kind of how the Space Marine chapters are in modern Warhammer 40k. Space Marine chapters bicker with each other over territory all the fucking time. The legions didn't turn on each other, but fucking chapters. Chapters fight like little bitches, like little constantly. brothers. <laughs> yeah, like little brother, constantly and loyalist, not not you know chaos versus, but loyalist against loyalist. Don't don't take my skateboard, man. <laughs> See the word <laughs> it is mom. Wait, I know I I can't come up with a good mom, but I can come up with another one. I told you not to come into my room when I'm cleaning it.
3: <laughs> I thought it was more like hey did you take my stapler oh my god dude it totally is that guy <laughs>
1: did you rub your nuts on my drum set i i told them it was- <laughs> did you <laughs>
3: rub your nuts on my drum set oh hey man, my that's, god that's, that's- Nash marines come on no that, yeah. that's totally <laughs> what, are you that, do-
0: that- what are you gonna do about it if i do i did know it? the step, step brothers is a step. that's the name of the movie the movie yeah. step brothers like if you want an idea of how the space marine chapters act with one another and a lot of, watch the movie Step Brothers. Want to do karate in the garage? (laughs) Down to the did we just become best friends? Like that 100% Absolutely. Oh my god. Catalina Wine Mixer. That that should be the next crusade we run should be called the the Catalina Catalina Wine wine Mixer.
1: mixer. Hell yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah, and but it it's got like have, it's got to have every army should have, have in to it.
3: have a aircraft. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's gotta have like ten silent letters in it. Are you kidding me? You have to be like the Quaca Shafaca de Waka wine Mixer. What's that? It's, it's pronounced Catalina. <laughs> it's it's pronounced Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> I mean,
3: we could just make it really, really obvious. Catalinicus wine mixer.
0: is <laughs> <Yes>. Mi- mixericus. <laughs> well
1: <laughs> no weapon in the arsenal of the Imperium or the traitor, equals the titan on the battlefield. And a legion of such war machines can bring any world to its knees. In truth, a titan only has three enemies, folly, hubris, and another of its own kind. Grandmaster Vulcus Ordo Sinister, Divisio Militaris, Collegia Titanica during the Horus Heresy. The Horus Heresy.
0: The, the Horus Heresy. Horus Heresy. The
3: Heresy. <laughs> Spoiler alert: volcanoes beat Titans. Yeah. I'm yep. sure Marky's like, "Wait, wait what?
1: <laughs> Volcano lances? No, 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 no. volcanoes!
3: Volcano. Volcanoes Actual are coming! No, no, no,
2: lances, lances! Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, there, those are involved also as a weapons platform. <laughs> That's the craziest thing is, is the fucking at this level of the Heresy, Mark, the fucking like giant baneblade cannons are being wielded as like field artillery pieces oh
0: shit okay by skitari and and there's and there's bigger shit
3: oh yeah yeah but i'm talking like the shadow storm like the big laser cannon that fucking downs titans yeah they've got these things on like wheeled carriages and they're like towing them into position with skitari Um,
0: what the fuck are they called? You can you can uh Callista Callista Ordinatus uh, Artili- Yeah, Callista or Ard- Ordinatus with the Forge World models yeah, that are the Callista. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's just and they're just like, yeah, let's just wheel a couple of these around a corner and fucking blast this Titan at point blank range. Yep.
0: The Collegia Titanica, also known as the Adeptus Titanicus, and as the Legio Titanicus in Ancient Records played a pretty big art in the schism of mars while we will focus on the collegia titanica and its history more closely in a future episode here's a quick summary to give more context to the evolving conflict on mars the collegia titanica is a division of the ancient mechanicum and the current adeptus mechanicus that operates and oversees all of the titans titans are massive war machines colossal combat walkers and are the most powerful engines of war that the imperium of man can field They bristle with massive cannons and missile launchers capable of wrecking terrible destruction upon an enemy. They have dominated the battlefield of the galaxy since at least the early era of the Age of Strife. So they have been around for longer than the Imperium. And some of them, at least one of them, may herald from even before the Age of Strife. Each Titan is part of a larger unit called a Titan Legion, Titan Order, or as we referred to just above, a Legio. And a lot of times, if their name is presented like Legio Mortis or Legio Tempestus, that's how you say it. You don't say the Titan Legion Mortis, you say Legio Mortis. Most Titan Legions are based on a Mechanicus Forge world and remain under the direct control of the Adaptus Mechanicus, who jealously guards. They're mighty war machines and have the power to sanction which war zone they will commit their forces to ancient and impeccable. Titans are the size of multi-story buildings and they are rightly known as God machines or God engines to the tech priests. They're also kind of seen as the biggest manifestation and almost a walking temple as the, of the Omnissiah. It's the
3: biggest thing that moves that man has created other than yep. starships. Yep
0: and even the smallest class of titans is powerful enough to reduce an entire tank squadron to scraps in seconds or level a city block and technically knights are now considered the smallest class of titans however in the terms of titans. the collegia <laughs> titanica we are talking about actual titans knights are the step below titans essentially it
3: reminds me of this uh, quote i saw in a magic the gathering card Drake's always pretend to be dragons until the dragons show up. Yep. Yeah. Knights always pretend <laughs> to
0: be Titans until the Titans show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. The Titan legions are fierce and proud, each with historical alliances and rivalries, which often stretch back to the earliest parts of the age of strife. They also have their own characteristics and cultures, much like the Royal, much like a Royal bloodline. This can be seen a lot like the adeptus Astartes legions and the ancient Imperial knight households. And of course, just like the rest of the galaxy's warriors during the Horus Heresy, the Legios chose sides really quickly. It's also important to note that as to where a lot of the information that we provided kind of bridges the gap between the Horus Heresy and modern 40k, with the wording that we use to describe the Collegia Titanica, one of the important things is that all of the Forge Worlds that exist have alliances to forges on Mars. The reason they're called forge worlds is because they are bound to a forge on Mars. The forge world of uh, Armageddon. Good, well, Armageddon is not a forge world. Oh no, That's right. <laughs> Armageddon's a death might world. Might as well. Might as well be <laughs> the forge world of Ryza which is a v- relatively famous forge world has ties to a specific forage and a specific fabricator on Mars. Whether or not those ties exist anymore, it's a franchise. Mm, it's a little hazy. But as of the 31st millennia, that was a direct connection. They were directly, they were just being linked and is back that, and to, is that
2: because when that expedition fleet got there, that just happened to be the mechanicum ships that were there attached to that house. So they went, here's our flag.
0: Yeah. It was yep. basically it was whatever house sent it out. And of course, you know, like for instance, we'll go with Ryza again without getting into Ryza's specific, just using the name, not getting into their specific lore. They, uh, an expedition fleet went out, they conquered that planet. They named it Riza. 10,000 years or not 10,000, a couple thousand years past. They've lost contact with Mars. They're now very definitely their own forge world. They're reconnected with Mars, and then they reestablish whatever rivalries and commitments and allegiances they want to. Effectively, they are still linked back to Mars. All Forge worlds are linked back to Mars in a much more direct way than you would say all Imperium planets are linked to Terra. Because in a lot of cases, Imperium planets are kind of a little bit more linked to their local cluster and to their subsector governor as to where the forge world very much is always linked to mars they're, they're going to operate independently but it's it's just different it's a different way of looking at it the forge worlds yeah. always link back to mars the imperium's planets kind of only link back to terra when it comes to the imperial tithe i guess that that's probably a better way yeah. all planets in the imperium pay taxes but don't necessarily like Commit their entire undying fighting force, every man, woman, and child, to the glory of the motherland. Every forge world does. <laughs> For Mars, no matter what. Eventually, Technomagi Coriol Zeth, the mistress of the forge known as Magma City, gave Carbo Hall what he needed to declare outright war. She declared that she no longer believed that the machine god existed though she remained loyal to the emperor and his goals for mankind as technology was developed through the application of science and reason, not blind faith. Now, this seems a little weird in context of the 41st millennia, but in the 31st millennia, remember the imperial truth that there was no such thing as religion and that secularism was what existed, was the decree of the emperor. The imperial creed that the emperor is a god didn't exist yet. One of the magi, techno magi of Mars saying, "No, I wholeheartedly believe in the secular vision shared by the emperor. I no longer believe in the omnisaya." She's not saying she doesn't believe in the emperor. She's just giving up the trappings of the mechanicum's acceptance of the emperor because the mechanicum chose to see the emperor as the omnisaya. It wasn't necessarily true and it wasn't true in the emperor's eyes the dark mechanicum however latched onto her apostasy against the sacred doctrines of the cult mechanicus and used it to declare her and her supporters heretics i love how it's heretic but it's just tech at the end so heretics what followed was an assault against magma city bringing civil war to mars those pledged to Kalbor Hall and Horus arrayed against those aligned t- to Terra and the Emperor. Magna City became a focal point in the struggle for those among the Mechanicum who remained loyal to the Emperor as the Omnissiah or to his Imperium. History would record the first blow of the Martian Civil War as the strike against Magus Matthias Kafra. His forge was located in the Sinus Sebasis region, housed within the Maldor crater. Titans of the Legio Magna marched from the northern Nakaas region and within solar minutes had smashed down the gates of Kephra's forge. These howling machine gods, dabbed in red, orange, yellow and black and decorated with flaming horn skulls, rampaged within the high walls of the crater, crushing everything beneath them and destroying thousands of standard years of accumulated wisdom in a fury of fire. As vast libraries burned the indiscriminate slaughter continued, and weapon shops that served the Imperial Army regiments of the Solar Guard were reduced to molten slag. Legio Magna's war horns screamed into the night their savage fury. Further north in the Arabian region of Mars, the great god engine fabrication yards of High Magos Ahotep in the Cassini crater were struck by a hundred thermonuclear missiles launched from the atomic silos hidden deep within the isolated peaks and mesas of Nilo-Citrus. The explosions of these forbidden weapons filled the 415-kilometer diameter of the crater with searing nuclear fire, and conjoined magma-streaked mushroom clouds soared 70 kilometers into the Martian sky. Along the borders of the Luna Palace and the Arcadia regions, simple heated debates between the partisans of the Emperor and the War Master erupted into outright warfare. Princeps Ulrich of the Deathstalkers unleashed his god engines upon the fortress of Maxen Veldig's Legio Honorum. Caught by surprise, Legio Honorum lost 19 titans in the first solar hour of the battle, before withdrawing into the frozen wastes of the Mar Barum and seeking refuge in the dune fields of Olympia Unde. Their calls for reinforcements were unanswered as all of Mars tore itself Apart and a plague of war spread across the planet like a raging firestorm.
2: All all this is just happening in hours. Yeah, basically, not
3: hours. It's uh, I think it happens over the course of like three or four days because at some point before the volcano explodes and and all that. But
0: we haven't gotten there yet. But yeah. Oh, I thought my (laughs) bad. No, no, the the thermonuclear strike happened, (laughs) which broke the mantle and. Basically, magma is mixed leaking. with yeah the mushroom clouds. My bad. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess now we're still in the matter of hours.
0: Yes, yeah. All of the shit we just talked about happened within like the first like within solar day. day. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And the whole idea of nineteen Titans being lost within a solar hour in an hour is insane. Also, I mean, um, these one things thing... are huge.
3: One thing I forgot to mention earlier, um, you you briefly brought up the Cobbin machine, only for that one little bit about how it was used to blow up the power plant to kind of like spark some drama. Um, that is an actual sentient war machine.
0: Yes, they're really, it really is, old.
3: It is a a really old, like dark age of technology, like man of iron, but the size of a knight.
0: Yeah, they're um, and they look crazy, too.
3: Oh yeah, they're, they're gnarly. But yeah, they, they got void shields and ECM and yeah. Yeah. Something like that.
0: Yeah. So carbon machines are artificially intelligent robots that or, or, I'm sorry. The carbon machine was an artificially intelligent robot that was secretly developed and constructed by the dark mechanic and heretic locus Crom in the early 31st millennium, just before the outbreak of the Horus heresy. This machine possessed forbidden artificial general intelligence, colloquially referred to as imbomitable intelligence, or AI, which was considered tech heresy by the tech priests of Mars and was explicitly forbidden to the people of the Imperium of Man by the Emperor. This imbomitable machine served the forces of the Dark Mechanicum during the dark days of the schism of Mars. Standing 10 meters tall, the Coban machine was roughly spherical in shape with two mechadendrite-like weapon arms. The robot was equipped with fearsome array of weapons, the form and function of some which were recognizable while others remained a mystery. The robot was a heavy track unit that was outfitted with personal void shields to protect it from harm. And it basically it's just a massive, I mean, 10 meters tall is that that's like the size of a knight, essentially. Yeah. right? Or no? Are they That That might be the size of a warhound.
3: It's big as fuck and it shoots lasers and it's got shields and when you try to lock onto it with radar and stuff, you know, you can't
0: see it. And it had like a Gatling rocket launcher. It had all kinds of bullshit weapons.
3: It was fucking, yeah. it was dumb. It fucked up like three, two, it was two or three nights. I don't remember if it was two or three, but it fucked up two or three nights like in a row.
0: <laughs> so uh, a warhound titan, which is the one of the smaller classes of Scout Titans is seventeen point eight is seventeen point zero eight. Yeah, uh, it's roughly, about the
1: size of a Questorus knight.
0: Roughly fifty-six feet tall. So yeah. The the Cobbin machine you said is about the size of a Questorus?
1: Yeah, Questorus knights are about ten meters yeah. tall.
0: But more than I I mean it low to the ground, it's tracked, so it's lower to the ground. That doesn't necessarily mean it's smaller. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, no, this it's thing,
3: height wise it's the same height but it's, it's a tall Bain it goes blade. all the way to the ground yes, yeah it's
0: a very tall bane blade very tall just, just a lot Bain of blade. guns
2: just just take take some uh last cannons to it you'll be good
0: nope
1: didn't work got it's about shields. three it's about
3: marines. three quarters the height of the bring Statue marines of to it it's it's got void shields it fuck marines oh this thing dunks on marines yeah, oh unless easily they're,
0: unless they're painted Yellow.
3: No, I'm pretty sure it dunks on the yellow marines. Because the yellow marines are the ones that showed up. I don't know if it ended up fighting them, but it dunked on everything else it came across. So it absolutely would dunk on the yellow marine.
0: <laughs> so we can we can cover the Cobbin machine specifically later because it has to do with uh it has a little bit to do with a special like character and getting into her story is kind of crazy, but it basically died like tracking a singular person and Got yeah, defeated
3: which is in this book this that's the other story like it's, yeah. it's two stories simultaneously it's her story yeah. going from being a nobody to like being somebody super important and you know like he said it, it towards the end that machine ends up on a mission to just fucking kill her and, it's and it fails <laughs> well yeah due to those three nights that i was talking about being yeah. nights and doing night shit it's glorious it's fucking epic it's such a good read yeah
0: it's but, it's uh, a it it yeah it's kind of like a little side story we'll definitely
3: it yeah it's her story and then the other story is all the fabricator generals
0: yeah the like focusing and that, mainly and that's on the volcano thing that always... lady
3: which is also sometimes referred to as the sexy tech priest, sexy tech priest. It, there's um, a specific line describing her um
0: and yeah, it, no, she's it, she's described as... As yeah.
3: being beautiful because she actually... That's the one thing she missed about her her human body was that it actually had a sense of aesthetics and beauty. So she made her machine body all curvy and have boobs and shit.
1: <laughs> she's like that near Automata-looking style. Yes, yeah.
0: <laughs> so in the Absbathica Veils, the war machines of the Legio... Igonatum and the Burning Stars Titan Legion fought in a bloody close quarters combat, tearing through the teardrop landforms caused by an ancient catastrophic flood of the Red Planet's lost Pass. Neither force took advantage or could claim a clear victory, and both withdrew to lick their wounds. And this was pretty common. We're bringing up, there, there are a lot of other conflicts that are like this. Two Titan Legions that have some fucking beef with each other used this as an excuse to have a fight yeah didn't necessarily give a shit what side they were on they just wanted to fight and sometimes nothing was solved because they were just too evenly matched and they would both basically like get pissy and leave
3: like stepbrothers
0: at fabricator locum canes forge the modus oculum the outlying forge cogitators and logic engines had become clogged with corrupt data Howling ghosts of sourceless machine noise and dangerous codes packets of infected algorithms that many of the most advanced protective Agus protocols were helpless to defeat. Only Kane's swift action to shut down the input-output highways and the fact that the vast majority of his systems had recently upgraded to take advantage of Coriel revolutionary system of new spheric data transference had spared them from the worst of the attack. Calbar Hall then unleashed his twisted Scutari and combat servitors on the forges of Ipluvian Maximal. Maximal was able to repel the first wave of attackers, but within solar hours, he was besieged by the unique Ordinatus war engines. At the Herschel Impact Basin of the Mar Tireum, 900,000 Scutari and Protectors clashed in bloody melee which only ground to a halt when nearly all of them were dead. So 900,000 of two sides, not 900,000 each, but 900,000 total, basically ground each other to fucking paste. The single greatest loss of life during the conflict took place at the Isthmus Locus Forge when the Dark Mechanicum forces unleashed virus bombs on the settlement, killing 14 million people within a few solar minutes. This apocalyptic conflict was not just limited to the surface of Mars, as high above in the planet's orbital shipyards, traitor warships exchanged fire with loyalists that remained after the traitors had forced the vessels of the Battlefleet fleet solar to withdraw. During one of these exchanges, the Arc Mechanicus Mechanicum Glorian was destroyed by the Dark Mechanicum frigates and crashed into the basilica of the blessed algorithm on Mars itself. The crash annihilated millions of square kilometers and killed billions of people across the planet. And We talked about Arc Mechanicus before, but to just give you guys a reminder, these are some of the most massive ships in the Imperium. They're impossibly ancient, rare, and hardly ever committed to war. They have the mass of a small moon, are nearly indestructible, and have enough firepower to make most Imperial battleships blush. They are large enough to carry fully intact SDCs completely inside of them, although it is unclear if all do. There's actually a theory that they all do, but only one or two have been found with full SDCs inside. They have the industrial production capacity of a hive city. While it's kind of difficult to put into words how big most of the Imperium ships are, on average, they are as wide as a Dominator-class cruiser is long, which is roughly six kilometers. and from that, they're basically just scaled up battle barges. These things are like the phalanx would be considered an arc mechanicus if the phalanx wasn't so unique and different. A fortress. Yeah. The arc mechanicuses are fucking massive. And and normally like one of them showing up in a battle means that the battle is going to end because the arc mechanicus is going to open fire
3: just the fact that it's like like written down that the arc mechanicus is en route the battles
0: aren't to outline a dominator class cruiser carries a nova cannon that's its only job the entire ship is basically to carry a nova cannon yeah. So th- this thing is as wide as a ship specifically designed to carry one of the largest weapons. <laughs> Imperial battleships have a lot of firepower and the arc mechanicus just puts them to shame. Yep. But they're not war machines. They're not made to fight war at all. They, they're just that big.
3: They're they're upgunned factories. Yeah.
0: They they carry I mean that think of think of how many people we know live in a hive city? an average hive city has i think we said like sixty four billion people. This is a spaceship that carries sixty four billion city. people and well probably not sixty four billion people Much but less the production yeah. yeah, the industrial production people of that sixty four billion so like thirty two so yeah Say what yeah, a third of it. So 30, million, 30 billion people. It carries thirty billion people and all of the things that thirty billion people need to just produce Lehman Rust tanks endlessly <laughs> for hours on end. Just churn them out. Whatever that STC does. That's a lot. That's a lot of cherubs. It's a lot of cherubs. They're dogs. We'll get into it. Cherubs are weird. That's all I'm saying. Cherubs are weird. As we mentioned before, Magma City became a focal point for the Resistance, with both the Legio Tempestus and the Knights of House Tyrannus coming to Coral Zeth's aid. Remember, she's kind of the hero in all of this. Sided with the Secular Imperium, and she became the person who stood opposed to the Fabricator General. So very quickly in the conflict, or within a couple of days, as Kevin mentioned a couple of minutes ago, she stands opposed to Cowbor Hall. Defending against the chaos field power of the Dark Mechanicum proved difficult, and soon Zeth's Maximals and even Kane's Forges found themselves surrounded and besieged by their enemies. And all of these Forges are relatively close to it. They're all essentially they share regional borders. A vicious battle tore across Magma City, led by the Legio Mortis and the Imperator class Titan. Aquila Ignis, but the traitor Titan Legion's attack on Magma City was blunted when lava overran the traitor's ranks, and most of the Titans of Legio Mortis, including the Aquila Ignis, were destroyed by the Legio Tempestus. But despite the victory at Magma City, the situation remained dire for the outnumbered and outgunned loyalist forces across the planet. This was it the sparks had grown into a fire, and open warfare erupted all across Mars. As both civilian and military fought one another in deadly and escalating civil actions in which the destruction unleashed on Mars mirrored that unfolding in the wider galaxy between the loyalists and traitor forces. It's like replaying the entire conflict out, but inside of an ant farm. And that's how it was described. They very much described the viciousness and the battles on Mars as being a reflection of what was happening in the galaxy. That's how nasty it was. Yeah. And as Kevin hinted at earlier, this is when Kath turns her magma flow into a weapon. She essentially flooded out the trait. She destroyed everything that wasn't a Titan and allowed. And and a bunch of Titans (laughs) and a bunch. Yeah. And a bunch of Titans and then allowed basically Legio Tempestus to come in and clean up. So
2: she released her red fury. On everyone, she so
0: so for some perspective, we keep speak. talking about
3: like Volcano Lady and stuff. You're like welcome, Marky. I'll
2: be here her, her till Thursday, try the veal. Her, her
3: forge world, not her forge world, but her forge, her mega factory that she had on Mars was built in a dormant volcano.
0: Yeah, which she then, it's called Magma City, it's called Magma right, City, yeah.
3: but it was built in a dormant volcano. But she reactivated the volcano. Like that was her like crazy scientific achievement. Is she invented a way to reactivate the volcano,
0: and she used the magma to like fuel as everything power to
3: power yeah. the entire factory. So that she didn't rely on external fuel. It was here, and it was right there, and it was just a absurd amount of power.
0: She played Dwarf Fortress and won.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, she she played like, like, Factorio or Satisfactory, <laughs> yeah. and she won. She built an entirely self-sufficient factory that could extract materials from the volcano. It could generate power from the volcano. Like it didn't rely on fucking anything else. And then she was able to weaponize it at a certain point, but and it's, it's really epic because it's, it's straight up like floating over this volcano magma pool.
0: The way that it was described to me would be like that. You don't see any of it in the third star Wars movie, but the way that, um, Mustafar. Mustafar yeah is described made always Magma City always makes me think of Mustafar exactly
3: that's what they like remember the the big building that they land all the ships on that's like floating before Obi-Wan and Anakin get dunked off into the into their duel yeah. on the little floaty thing that building the way it overhangs the pool of lava It's like that.
0: Or even that little floaty platform that they're on. Like, I just imagine those zipping everywhere. Oh,
3: absolutely. And they actually ride on some of those. But uh, some of them have legs. Other ones float. And they're like, like, yeah.
0: And like the way that her technology was built and the way that everything was powered, like buckets could dip into the magma and remove the minerals that she needed. Uh, You know, obviously there's magma there. So it's really easy to melt metals because you have fucking liquid. Yeah, yeah the, and then the it, metals yeah.
3: are already liquid in that case as well. So yeah, yeah it was. And, then, and, it and was, then
0: you've got the geothermal energy. Like it just, yeah, it's weapon. She and then she knew how to weaponize it. She essentially knew how to like turn the flows on and off. Yeah, she um, could.
3: She well, I think she had to permanently da- to get this much. She had to like blow some shit up and she the Well, some things yeah, I mean she
0: it, but... she ruined a chunk of her city. She flooded her city. Yeah, with magma. And, and the areas but, that weren't supposed to be covered in my
3: <laughs> fucked chaos uh, if I remember right like chaos like the one chaos general that saw the shit going down was like this is like an irreparable amount of damage
0: oh no like, like we the, have taken yeah.
3: catastrophic losses at
0: this point losing losing legio mortis was it, or, or was, losing, yeah. losing the parts of Legio Mortis that were on the planet? Cause not all of it was there. Right. Um, was basically like
3: a death blow and they knew it. And
0: Aquila Ignis was a, was a Imperator class. I yep. mean, one of the largest Titans that it, like, not the type of day, not a Titan that gets lost often, even now, not a Titan that gets lost often. It's
3: not a Titan that
0: gets fielded often. Right. Yeah, Exactly. Now we're on to Chuck's chunk of the story. Mars's Forlorn Hope. For the loyalist forces of the Mechanicum, salvation arrived in the form of the Great Imperial Expeditionary Fleet. Malkador the Sigilite had charged Rogaldorn, the Primarch of the Imperial Fists Legion, and the Castellan of Terra with the mission of vital importance. Secure the forges of Mars for the Imperial war effort. Across, and that that was the big portion of what this late conflict became. Is that the Imperium realized that Horus was trying to secure all of the forges for the heretics. And the Imperium knew that that couldn't happen. Like whoever gained favor of Mars got a huge advantage in the war. Because Mars is producing the majority of the weapons.
3: Ammo, spare parts, you name it.
0: War material, equipment, everything. Across the northern hemisphere of the Red Planet lay an arc of Loyalist control, including the important munitions manufactoria of Mundus Gamma and Mundus Oculum. Within these two vast industrial complexes, the Mechanicum fabricated weaponry and power armor of the Space Marine Legions. And these two forges alone produced the bulk of the armor and weapons that went to the Legionus Astartes. Doran's plan called for a strike force made up of four companies of Imperial fists led by Legion champion and first captain Sigismund to land at and capture these forges. The he would later be supported by a large force of Imperial army and Imperial fists could push outwards to secure other forges along the surface of Mars. Sigismund's companies landed at Mundus Oculum as the rest of the Imperial expeditionary force began fighting all across the surface of Mars. So essentially, right off the bat, the plan doesn't go the way it's supposed to. Instead of Sigismund landing and doing this like alpha strike and then going, okay, cool, bring everybody else down. Everybody kind of accidentally lands all over the northern chunk of the planet at the same time and like the northern hemisphere, not the North Pole, like the northern hemisphere. And at that point, they just have to start fighting like there's no choice. After a rapid deployment under fire in the shadow of the caldera of the Great Volcano, Pavanus Mons, thirteen companies of the Imperial Army's Saturnine hoplites advanced on the trader lines surrounding the forge of Ipuvian Maximal. Further south, two companies of Imperial Fists and four regiments of the Genovian Grenadiers, nearly fifteen thousand Imperial Army soldiers in total, under the command of the Imperial Fist Captain. Cambra diaz made planet fall in the Mundus Gamma Forge complex. However, none of the Imperial Fists planned missions on Mars when is expected. Camba diaz and the Jovian Regiment soon became embroiled in a fight for their lives at Mundus Gamma Forge, while the Santorin Hoplite companies tasked with breaking the siege at Ipluvian Maximals Forge were repeatedly turned back by the horrifyingly twisted weapon creatures of the Dark Mechanicum. Dirty bastards. Yeah, all sorts of like crazy. Should just nuke them for demon orbit. Demon Forge weapons are coming up to nuke them from orbit. No, nah, well, they, they, need the they needed and the ammo. The, they needed the factories. It wasn't even
3: just the factories, they needed the actual goods that were sitting on the landing pad. Yep.
2: And the people keep making it.
3: No, the people could be replaced, the factory, oh, not so much.
2: All
0: those cherubs running around. That's the Imperial Guard player. The people don't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the same attitude in Mech Warrior. It's save the metal. The meat is, <laughs> meat's cheap. Save the yep. metal. Yep. Even though the fighting was desperate, Cabin Diaz eventually secured the power armor forges and the ammunition silos, but his company was outnumbered 100 to 1. The traitor Magos Lucas Crum's troops pushed Cambo Diaz Imperial Fists' back to the landing fields, claiming a grievous toll against them with each step. Sigismund saw that the Imperial Expeditionary Force would not be able to hold the forges as planned. However, they did manage to secure essential supplies for transit to Terra. Sigismund's companies had descended upon Mundus Oculum without a clear picture of the forges' loyalty, so it came as a relief to discover that Fabricator Locum Zagoras Cain still held true to the Imperium. Sigismund secured vast quantities of ammunition for transport back to Terra, including nearly 12,000 suits of Mark 6, no, Mark, Mark 4, four. Yeah, nearly four. 12,000 suits of Mark 4 Maximus power armor and twice as many Astardes weapons. But the loyalists were running on borrowed time, and despite the locum servitors working at full capacity, it wouldn't be fast enough. Word came from Sigismund's void ship masters informing him of a sizable enemy force closing in on Mundus Oculum. A force composed of infantry, armored vehicles, Skitari, and at least two Traitor Titan legions, counting at some 60 god engines in total, moved slowly towards them. That's gotta be like, fuck dude, 60 titans? Yeah, but
3: but they've already demonstrated they can kill that in a matter of hours.
0: (laughs) That's,
2: That's rough, 60
0: of them coming at you. You can kill a bunch of titans if you have titans if you're just i know two if you're just two companies of imperial fists you're like fuck me dude what am i gonna do we, we got this
1: we got we this. got this
0: i ain't heard no bill yet everybody's got a shield we're good Sigismund's desire to wreck bloody vengeance on the heads of those who had rebelled against the emperor warred with the necessity of the mission his Primarch had given him securing the vital armor and weapons of Cain's forge that would be needed to defend the Imperial Palace in the battle to come. It was only reluctantly that he stayed true to his mission. The forces that moved to besiege the Imperial Strike Force were simply too many, and his orders did not allow for a pursuit of futile gesture of defiance. He knew that if he was like, fuck you, I ain't heard no bell yet, they would all die, and he knew that that wasn't going to serve any purpose at all. Fabricator Locum Kane warned the Imperial Fists' first captain that if both the Mundus Oculum and Mundus Gamma forges fell, the Imperium would have no way to replenish the combat losses the Loyalists were sustaining in any meaningful way. Basically, if these two forges fall, you're not going to be able to resupply anything that's happening in the growing war. A few solar hours into the fighting at both Mundus Oculum and Mundus Gamma, both forges lay burning. Great swaths of their industrial machinery and manufacturing capabilities have been destroyed. A loss of such irreplaceable technology and knowledge that would echo throughout the Imperium for many millennia to come. This is shit that Mars is still suffering from in the 41st millennia. And it's only with the discovery of some of the most outlying forge worlds, forge worlds like Riza, that have brought back the capacity of stuff that was lost during the schism. Which is insane to think about, like 10,000 fucking years later.
2: It's like what it gets me about the whole STC thing. Don't don't the Mechanicum have blueprints lay, laying around?
0: Yeah, they're in the STCs. <laughs> so, so STCs uh... are... A lot of times we have this weird conception that an STC is like a 3D printer. It's a massive 3D printer. You go up to it, go beep, bop, boop, and a full tank but, pops out. But, but It's what I, more likely that an STC was an AI-like controlled, governed, and organized library of blueprints and schematics. So losing an STC is really
2: bad. Yeah, I get that. But my thing is, so here's how you make, you know, perfect example. Here, Here's how you make a bolter. You're telling me only one factory knows how to
0: do that. No, they all know how to do it. But the the Hellfire rounds that are fired by the Death Watch are a specialty weapon that's only created by a couple of different forges. And when all three of those forges fall, you're fucked. In this particular case, though, what we're talking about is that the power armor suits and the weapons that were being created for the later Greater Crusade and the stuff that was being developed specifically because at this point during the schism, there's an overlap between the Battle of Kalf. We're at like the Battle of Kalf era in the Schism of Mars at this point in the story. They are specifically making new power armor suits for the Loyalists to fight the Heretics. And they're being prototyped at like one or two different forges. And once those forges are gone, that prototyping is gone.
2: But but like, that's what I'm getting at. That Magos with his giant hard drive of a head doesn't have the capability of store, you know, you know, I'm not the technological guy, but you got this, you got this computer that I got sitting next to me has this memory card and a flash drive. I can put stuff in. So you telling me you can't take a multiple flash drives. So you have multiple factories all across the Imperium
0: pumping it out. You totally can. They don't do data. replication. Factory, yeah, but it, well, and not only that, you totally could do that sort of data replication, and some of that did happen. They but don't though. At, is this what I mean. pati- at this particular case, the entire planet, except for these two forges, is in control of the enemy. So,
2: so, so, then so here's so my here, thing. So, then. so here's burn the all the
0: Mechanicum to the ground then, because they're idiots. Here's the picture that you're kind of missing, Chuck. You've got this factory in in a in a country that's loyal to your like like to to put it in. Current oh, I, get terms. What,
2: I, I get what's going on, but my thing is, so you're telling me this is, this is now about the time Calth is going on. So right. I'm, I'm still going to say like you have seen, that's the thing where I get where I, I disagree because they talk about in the Horus heresy. That
0: they're not to get socio political with the real world, but this is literally happening right now. Yeah, but no, what all of our is... technology is made in a foreign country that might become hostile to us, which is driving up the prices of our computer parts. But in... like, like, this Yum's is novels, literally look, happening but, to but us. Here's the thing. <laughs> but here's the
2: thing. In these novels, they talk about there is Mechanicum in every expeditionary fleet. You are able space marines have their own forges with on their own battle barges. So the technology is out there. So to, to me, this part of Man, but I'm the actually files be, aren't being shared. It's it's you've got you've you've got in the novels, they're on Mark Four and the expeditionary fleets that are able to do it, there's loyalists and traders that are able to create their own stuff out in the field you've you've, you've got the mechanicum, you got space marines they all have their own forges on their ships they're able and... to
0: repair stuff on their own they're not necessarily able to create everything on their own
2: so what's what's the point of conquering all these planets and setting up forge worlds if you can't get your shit forge worlds
3: specifically are much more in depth than just conquering planets forge worlds existed because of the dark... They're left over from the dark age of technology, oftentimes.
0: The, the other thing is that the standard weapon kit, if you open up a 40K rulebook right now and you look through the, like, 40 images of tanks and 40 images of guns that are in every book, every single forge and a lot of forge ships and a lot of battle barges can, to a certain level, build those in capacity. Build However, their things, capacity... Yeah. Is either going to be really, really low? You know, like we can make. You know, you're talking about minimum order quantities and stuff like that. We can make. I can 3D print a. a, a I can 3D print a D and D miniature. I can print it. I can 3D print a D and miniature in 45 minutes. Okay, a toy factory that does injection molding can make 70,000 D D miniatures in two minutes and they can run 24 seven as the to where scale of production is so yeah.
3: So like mind bogglingly different when you get to the like forge world scale yeah. of production and the fleet can make ammo, but can the fleet also mine all the materials to get the stuff to do it efficiently? Cause part of the fleet would then have to be mining. Part of the fleet would have to be manufacturing you know and then they're very limited because it's if if it's a you know accompanying space marines the space marines are only making what they've been taught how to make
0: and they're only replacing the equipment they need to replace and if they don't have the natural resources available to them they're going to have to go back to a forge world that's doing the mining for the natural resources or a mining the other world part of it something. yeah yeah the other part of it is all this technology shit is wrapped up in the weird religion of the Mechanicus, and that weird religion says that only certain things can be made in certain places. And it also dictates who can experiment with new forms of technology. And that production is limited to a very few forges. And in this particular case, the Emperor had ordered certain things to be made on Mars for the coming Civil War. And they were only being produced in a handful of forges. And that technology, that information was behind enemy lines at this point, And not enough time had passed for it to get to the nearest forge world. And remember, like the nearest next forge world to Mars is by sublight engines, like five or 600 years away. By the warp, it's a couple of, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe. But by the way that, like, if you don't have access to the warp, by the way that just a sublight engine works, the next planet isn't it's not like saying get on an airplane or or even, you know, cross the border into the next state and hire another factory. You're talking about, like, sail around the world.
2: Well, that's that's my question, then, like, isn't there because I know this book ends up you're going to get to it in a minute that they leave the planet there's there's forges on terra there's there are, forges well, on the on the moon there there's
0: are c- factories yeah there's kind of forges on terra and there are gene factories on the moon they're not
3: not the level of production that these forges are like like imagine your village blacksmith and then a line factory like
0: that's the that's the production and luna is specialized in biomedical so luna is not specialized in making weapons
2: okay but 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 that's my whole thing okay i get it you you can make a thousand a day right power full 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 power armor say a thousand a day yeah why why isn't when all this going on the other things expanding on the other places where it is loyalists well they are see what i'm getting at they are obviously not fast enough
0: they are expanding on the other forge worlds they are expanding on the other forge worlds that are but those forge worlds aren't as accessible on a timeline that dorn's worried about because so here's the thing because like when they when you you read when you read the book well hold when
2: you read the book about with the dark angels in a matter of weeks they're leveling the countryside with 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 bulldozers that are size of skyscrapers and they're instantly pumping out factories right behind them on
0: one planet
3: and that that was also the emperor intentionally going to get Lionel Johnson so that fleet was equipped for terraforming and bringing planets into the imperial fold that and that's to imperial standard tech level that wasn't that wasn't let me make a factory that is capable of building massive like top tier tech it's it's different also the other thing is uh the forge worlds take pride in being the only one able to produce
0: something and even if that's not the case and and this is the big point that i'm trying to get there was a guy who did something recently where where he went he was on the beach and he picked up a grain of sand and he said if this grain of sand is the earth and then he walked like 50 yards to the parking lot And he picked up a golf ball he said this is the distance between the earth and the sun and then he said let me explain the distance between the sun and our next nearest star and he basically said i would have to travel to the surface of the moon to get to the next nearest star to our star so and there isn't i can tell you right now there isn't a forage world Around Alpha Centauri in the Warhammer 40k universe, the next nearest Forge World is a couple of light is is a couple of stars systems away out far so, enough away that so it's again, not tactically viable. Yeah. So again, unless you're using the warp, which at this point around Terra is starting to break down and not being reliable, the the time that it takes for you to travel from Terra to the next Forge World to get supplies is not a couple of hours or a couple of days it's a couple of years so it oh. doesn't matter if if horus is if Horace is 6 months out and this is what dorne's worried about it doesn't matter if the next forge world can make everything you need because the next forge world is 6 years away round trip horus is 6 months away you can't rely on the next forge world out producing the material for you and you're right the foresightedness of the way that the mechanicum is set up is there aren't several forge worlds in soul system because of ego and hubris you're absolutely right on that
2: yeah
3: but, it's, it's not that they're correct in the way they're doing it but this yeah. is so, the way it is so, laid out okay it's done
2: so you just proved my my point of uh why the emperor is so great in that uh it's all about the truth and science and not the religion. So you just prove the point that the mechanic. Yeah, no, that's the point. It's the no, no, the mechanicum it is its it own be worst enemy. To the ground.
3: It is. Yeah, it, it is its own worst enemy. The religion is what is holding it back. And that's the whole point. It's yeah. an oxymoron. It's a religion based on science.
0: The <laughs> entire stagnation of the grim, dark universe is based on this idea uh, on this idea specifically. Is is that the entire universe is stagnated because of this, like, jealous guarding of technology and of history and of knowledge, which was exactly what the Emperor was trying to fight. The weird thing is, you're an Imperial fist player, so I'm not really sure (laughs) how you're morally high-grounding us on this based on the fact that you You motherfuckers made the Black Templar.
2: Well, when you read the stories, you know, yeah, they're anti-witch.
0: They're But, but they're also pro-religion and anti-technology. That's that's, yeah.
2: that's not the fist.
0: I know, I know. I'm just kidding. It's is funny. Yeah, I know. But you're yeah, trying no, to. This, this, this entire breakdown, this, and this is and why part of it the is, schism of Mars is so important to the history of the 40K universe. This entire event is one of the reasons that instead of technology getting better for 10,000 years technology has gotten worse for ten thousand years and i even worked that into the role-playing game stuff that i wrote for the insmouth hive one yeah. of the reasons that the appeasing the the uh, tech spirits was a rule that marky and i developed is because in a lot of cases and this is lore this is an us lore this is lore lore Guardsmen are fighting with the weapons that their great, 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 grandfather carried in combat. They're not fighting with a new Laz rifle. They're fighting with something that can be depends five to 6,000 6, 6, years old. It depends in on the regiment. In some cases, it's new. It, in some cases, it's new. Because of how cheap Laz guns are,
3: yeah. they'll, and it, it, like, it depends on the regiment. If it's, like, a fresh-raised regiment, they'll just print new, print
0: new guns. If, if it's they're a, close if it's, enough to a forge world and it's a fresh regiment, they'll print new guns. You, they can but print if it's reef... guns in almost any hive um if it's a reformed regiment if it's on the a or, or anywhere near the fringe it'll be reissued gear yeah it's going to be and it's going to be ancient reissued gear it'll be reissued
3: it, as many times as it
0: still works and and balters <laughs> are the same and yeah. power armor i mean there are there are space marines oh, in the I know modern power 41st the same way. Yeah, I know. millennium that are using
2: mark 6 armor and mark 3 and mark 4 yeah. it's even in the yeah. the old it's even in the the artwork yeah you can see the mark 3 oh, yeah. helmet with all the ultramarines lined and up.
0: that's not because they choose to that's because that's what they have access to that's what's left the weird like double-edged sword of the 40 of the 40k universe is that religion absolutely fucked everything up yet everybody is addicted to religion and, and it's and, the only thing
3: keeping them safe
0: yeah And the fact that there is this highly technologically advanced by our standards race that's technology is basically falling apart and broken and people don't understand what a toaster is. You've got discs you can step on that teleport you onto another command ship, but you don't understand how a fucking toaster works. Like, come on. So in the
3: beginning of this book, the girl overclocks her fucking work computer. Oh, yeah, and she gets in trouble. And they, they accuse her of being a heretic. And she's yeah. like, oh, I just looked at it, and I knew how to make it work better, so I did. And they're like, crime against humanity. Like, that is like this, a this, high, high crime.
0: And this is the On, other girl. This is the, the girl yeah, that ends up getting chased this, by the Kaban machine. Exactly.
3: And this girl literally is, is basically being held for high treason for making her work more efficient. Okay.
0: And you're absolutely right. It's backwards as fuck and doesn't make a lot of sense. And a lot of the Mechanicum is broken and that's and a lot of what
3: and she's she notices she's like but that's ridiculous and that's her she argues her case and somebody and and it's actually the lady tech priest
0: yeah it's coral um, zeth who's like oh who's that like, makes no, sense. I actually i like the way you think come with me i have some things to show you <laughs> and if she had survived if corial seth had survived the schism of mars if the schism of mars hadn't had if this conflict hadn't oh, but had not the happened, way she goes down is so epic um If if yeah, if the schism of Mars hadn't happened, if this event hadn't happened, and if the new if the new New sphere yeah, not the new sphere, the new generation of tech priests had like come into their own with the emperor's influence, the handful of loyalists, secularism would have taken over the mechanic. If the heresy hadn't happened, the priesthood of Mars probably wouldn't exist anymore. Yeah, the religion would have gone out. Everything would have been better. Yeah. I saw Marky start to chuckle. Like literally, if the heresy hadn't happened, none of the fucked up shit would have happened. <laughs> yeah,
3: but it and it, a lot of it is because Paul of the goes way back it
2: fucked to
1: dragging us nuts across that
2: drum set. Yep, that's Dra- right, the Eldar
1: didn't drag their nuts across each other's faces. None of this would have happened. That, that, uh, <laughs> that's,
2: that's
3: also true. Track. That is also true. So, uh, all right, the, so let. The way oh. let me, since I know yeah, Marky wants to know how how the sexy tech priest finally went out.
1: Um, the sexy oh, tech she sp- dies, damn. It. Oh, yeah, she, she's not Volcano Lady, right? This she's is volcano, the lady yeah. That the she's vo- was chasing.
3: No, 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 sexy tech priest is Volcano Lady. Oh,
1: okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, I was, I was trying to figure out which one is sexy, so, sexy lady.
3: So earlier in the story, sh- she has one of her, um, like lower oh, ho, ho. tech priests. <laughs>
1: Basically, (laughs) he gets,
3: um, he gets hacked by one of the rival tech priests and like lobotomized, but she keeps him around as a servitor and doesn't tell anybody that it's her old favorite tech priest. And, uh, she keeps him around and, uh, one of the bad guys slips an assassin into her forge during this big old magma spilling and everything and uh or shortly after the assassin manages to kill her like stab her like lethally uh-huh. she then goes oh well i guess that's that and then like signals the the servitor. literally bear hugs the assassin and jumps into the lava <laughs> and then she's oh, like yeah. bleeding out and <laughs> yeah. that's when she uh like overrides all the safeties on literally everything in her factory and blows the entire volcano sky high.
0: Yeah, the entire volcano fucking like, goes it off goes. It's a
3: massive explosion, just backfires every system in her fucking factory. It's That's gnarly. She, it's the ultimate fuck you, like blows up <laughs> everything. But the problem is, is she also had the most advanced knowledge on Mars, short of the fabricator general.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was, it
0: was a huge loss. And And the Fabricator General and the Dark Mechanicum you can't trust because they're mixing tech with chaos, not tech with secularism. Right. So So, none of their stuff is
3: safe to use. So basically this, her doing that also set back the Imperium, but Uh... it kept chaos from getting a hold of all her knowledge.
1: basically. Well, I mean, it was either, she it was going to be set back anyway, right? Oh yeah, because the chaos 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 was going to
0: get it. Yeah. As soon as Chaos was able to take Mars, as soon as Mars was captured by Chaos, and basically enough damage was done to the Loyalist Mechanicum, that the secular Mechanicum, by the end of the schism, that the, I mean, enough damage, enough damage was done by the Horus Heresy that the idea that the Imperium could survive as a secular society was destroyed. And that goes for every facet of the Imperium, including the Mechanicum, which literally led to how dark and grim the 41st millennium is yeah
3: and this book really sets it up because it talks about how epic all this factories and everything are and then it's like a third of the book is them describing how, watching it all burned to the ground yeah Jeez. basically like it's it's, it's like that, it's a tragedy but it's like it's like the scene in saving private ryan where like the dude gets up and looks around and just everybody's getting murdered on the beach yeah. It's like that. It's like that it's, for like a third of the book, and it's just like a civilization scale of that. You're just like, oh, another city is just burning. It's also
2: how how perfect it was going to be, Marky. You've seen Rick and Morty, and there's that whole thing where Morty's like, oh, I'm trying to make this level, and Rick's like, you want to experience level? He does this whole <laughs> thing to make everything level? That's what she was like. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This it's, is the original John Blanche of her, by the way. Oh, nice. That's dope. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's
3: kind of like the uh, the burning of the library of Alexandria. Oh, yeah. Like, where oh, yeah. All, all the knowledge is just gone, just because of people invading and burning it to the ground. Yeah. No regards to the fact that a lot of this stuff was really important.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the fact that, like, some of this hadn't had time to get backed up yet. Cause, yeah, because there were no backup copies. This was yeah. prototype data. Realize is, only yeah. a couple of Forge worlds were founded during the Great Crusade is the other part. Like yeah, there's only a handful yeah. of them. Yeah, there's a lot of Forge world, but most of them were were done in age strife. Forge worlds and
3: stuff. Yeah, that too.
0: All right. So, like so many shooting stars flung in reverse from the surface of Mars, the Imperial landing ships fled for the heavens, and their command ships in orbit. A stardace and Imperial Army vessels jostled in the sky in their haste to depart the Red Planet. Barely a thousand loyalist warriors were able to escape the planet's surface before the manufactura fell into the hands of the traitors. The desperate rearguard action of the Astartes and other loyalists on Mars and the sacrifice of many thousands of lives secured tens of thousands of suits of newly fabricated Mark IV, Mark V, and Mark VI space marine power armor, as well as other vital war materials and equipment that would ultimately prove to be the edge of the forces that the Imperium needed, In the campaign against the traitor legions of the Horus Uberkull. In the aftermath of the Battle of Mars, Imperial forces from Terra set up a blockade around the Red Planet, an effort overseen by the Imperial Fists commander, Ifrid. This began a cycle of attempted breakouts by the traitors of Mars as the planet would remain under the control of the Dark Mechanicum. It would take the coming conflict of the Battle of Terra and the, and the Great Scouring, which followed, to free Mars and drive the traitor forces in mass back within the refuge of the Eye of Terror. The schism of Mars echoed across the galaxy, adding to those from the Istvan system and the atrocity of Kalf. Open rebellion erupted in its wake A Space Marine Legion fought Space Marine Legion and Titan Legio marched to war against their former brothers. The traitorous dark mechanicum sided with Horus and is spreading heresy using dark and forbidden knowledge drawn from the inexhaustible well of chaos to help destroy the royalist forces. In one of the cases, capturing Mars was so important to Horus because Horus also needed those war materials as fast as possible. And in a before the blockade was set up, Horus was able to get reinforcements specifically of several of the titan legions including elements of legio mortis which is why those forces were involved in the drop site massacre of Istvan 5 so it was a it's a two-way street however as soon as that blockade goes up horus now has the same problem that terra has He yeah. can't get those reinforcements that all of a sudden horus's reinforced technology went from in the system he's attacking to oh shit 6 years away just less terra's are and it's it's very
3: much back to that age of sail time frames oh yeah that, 100% that warp travel in the 40k kind of just takes, takes time where it's like yeah it's it's the next system over but what is the next system over in age of sail terms that's still yeah. a good couple days
0: yeah how know? long does it how long does it take you to get from yeah
3: like how long does it take to get from uh san diego to seattle in a sailboat
0: yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> or even more apt before the panama canal how long does it take to get from san francisco to new york right i mean and then even with the panama <laughs> canal they they would literally not take that trip they'd be like no we'll lose our ship <laughs> well it, the, the choice was take it by ship
3: or take it by wagon <laughs> yeah. and we all know the oregon trail was uh not an easy thing and it'd when you're like when, a, when that's like a your six choice year trip and
0: half the people that leave won't make it i think <laughs> it
3: was it was what it was uh like six eight or eight weeks, months eight weeks on the oregon trail or something i think it was i think it was months i think it was, was like it months? six months. and then it yeah. was it was uh a little bit longer by boat yeah it, it just when you ended, had to yeah. sit, but the boat had a chance also to not make it and yeah cause... and you might
0: and you might eat all your family members if you take the organ trip, <laughs> yeah <laughs> instead of eating all the rats, especially if your name was Dorner. <laughs> Dorner Dorner party no wait, Dorn, sorry, I'm mixing, I'm mixing. <laughs> corner party.
1: Wow.
3: <laughs> I love how that just that happened organically. So good. So good. Not even intended. Somehow not- we got that back into the, in the
1: universe. Not I mean, scripted. you did
2: talk about the other day how space marines are able
0: to eat everything, so that's, that's true. true. So the Dark Mechanicum had cast aside and forsaken the Omnissiah, linking their coming destinies to far darker and more caperious gods. Isn't capricious that funny? And more capricious.
2: Isn't that, ain't that funny? Oh, the Omnesia.
0: And all of a sudden, yeah, we don't worship well, him no something more. something gave them, something promised them better, bigger and better power. That'll wrap it up for most of the opening years of the Horus Heresy. Most of these events that we have covered so far happened either right on top of each other or in very, very quick succession. Or, in the case of the schism of Mars, happened during everything. It's important to remember when looking into world building, history doesn't happen in a vacuum, and it hardly ever happens in a linear fashion. It doesn't happen in a straight line. With that in mind, we'll be back next week with a look at developing large conflicts in world building before we continue to follow Horace's bloody path on his way to Terra. Want to get into contact with us about any of our episodes or the show itself? You can do that through email at underthehiveofmadness@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
1: You can also join our community on Discord. We talk about lore, hobby, and tactics of Warhammer 40k, plus other topics like Warhammer Age of Sigmar, Magic the Gathering, role-playing games, video games, and much more. Also find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at our website, under the hive of madness.com.
0: Spelling and links are in our show notes. Help the podcast grow by liking and reviewing us wherever you get your podcast fix. We are on Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible, and many more. You can also support us on Patreon at wwwpatreoncom under the hive of madness. All Patreon members get access to a video podcast with minimal editing, so you can see our beautiful faces and hear all of our amazing blunders. Plus, there's some extra content at the beginning. All Patreon levels also get access to our quarterly painting contest. Plus, we've got some perks at higher levels, including monthly giveaways. So go on over and check that out. Joe's Sump home to the all-you-can-eat Sump Crustacean and Grok Sausage Boil. There it with their endless fungi, cheddar, and jalapeno biscuits, and you have one mouth-watering platter. Don't forget to wash it down with an ice bucket of snot grot arrogant ale pints. Just three credits after third shift. Just,
2: if, you, if you don't like sour stuff, d- just don't drink
0: that. <laughs> Singing you at the plasma burn of rebellion, we are the truth peddlers of the pirate Voxwave. 665.66 UHMR ChemRat Radio. Reminding all of you ChemRats, high Mice, and some Ghoulies to keep those dials fixed. Right here, same ratty frequency for a dose of the same ratty ass attitude.
1: When shadows dance with arms of four, dread and doom draw near the door. Catch sight of alien limb, heed the shiver of your spine, where the Forum Emperors are weaving its design. Lanterns ablaze and doors firmly shut lest their sinister touch becomes your ill-fated lot. Motherfucker. What the fuck?
2: Clean your straws.